0: I am Benjamin
1: Light, and I'm Marcus Sparks,
0: and welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. Stop doing that. <laughs> and that's how we start. Yeah. Uh, we are in the same room. We were making eye contact, mm-hmm. but trying not to. And, and Marco's doing some some things to his microphone I won't describe. Mm-hmm. But we are back to talk about season 3B, quite possibly our favorite season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the best of shows ever been. Um, there's a few seasons or half seasons or whatever of certain TV shows that I relate to more than I'd like. This one for PLL. Um, oh, God. Like... Season Six of Buffy really, yeah, mm. yeah yeah, 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 um, okay uh, the other thing is the microphone is not quite like big enough for fellatio, like you'd really fuck up your jaw with this, I would think mm. thoughts I, that's all you, man. What was the thing we were going to ask about at the beginning?
0: Oh, we were both a little bit tired, and we you I proposed uh, a bump of meth, but you suggested cocaine.
1: I would think cocaine would be more appropriate for a podcast or no, straight up bath salts.
0: Meth is like a one hitter, at least, you know, from what I know from watching Breaking Bad. Like you, like you do it once and you're good to go for three days. But I feel like cocaine, like every five minutes, you got to stop and do
1: another line. What's the line from American Psycho? Could you keep it down? We're trying to do cocaine in here. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit of luck. Our listeners, your lives are ruined forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so shall we start? Yeah, we are going to be
0: talking about Go ahead and hit record: 315, 317, 319, and 323. Yes, This is PLL at the peak of its powers, I would mm-hmm. say. And the first one we'll be talking about is Mona Mania, written by Brian Holdman, directed
1: by Norman Buckley. So fucking good. Um, great episode. Not just this episode in general, but with this whole string of episodes, do you think that they just like were constantly patting themselves on the back and just been like, we're fucking nailing it? Well, I think
0: creatively, this is they they got their first arc out of the way. They finished up the Mona thing at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. They're really feeling the characters now they've established so much, but it's not at the point yet where it's like starting to stretch credibility because it's been going for so long, and so they're just it's just the finely tuned engine right now
1: but what's funny is that this is also the start of where. Time gets blurred, <laughs> well, they didn't know that yet, though, well, you know, if you pay attention to some of the things, a month transpires between yeah. these four episodes, yeah yeah,
0: but <laughs> yeah, they didn't know that yet, you know they didn't know they they'd be writing the same timeline in season five, so <laughs> anyway, yeah, Mona Mana here, I love this episode starts off with this uh black and
1: white video which uh neither of us can remember what it is joseph dory told us in the interview i i want to say well, i don't know i was gonna say was it like an outer limits but it doesn't sound right yeah i don't know but it's probably in like the closing
0: credits if you check but mm. anyway uh chad lowe shows up brian here and he's just like oh yeah i've seen this one that guy keeps a severed
1: head in a bag He's like or a oh, boxer. But, by the way, Robert Osborne's dead. Fuck you, Arya. She's like, what? Evil Byron
0: is fun, because yeah. he's very passive aggressive in his evilness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in this stretch of episodes, we get a lot of Arya Byron interactions where she just kind of stares at him. Like, he'll say something to her, and she just like stares at him. Like, really? My fucking father. He just said that to me. And he just stares back at her for a while.
1: Well, but he's also so fucking self-righteous. Like He feels Mm -hmm. like he's so goddamn owed. (laughs) Isn't he? Just the, uh, I mean, it's not in this one. Obviously, we just covered it. But just that scene of him and Ezra in the last one, where she's like, oh, how dare you speak to me like that? (laughs) (laughs) He spoils the movie. And like, she puts it back on.
0: She's done talking to him. And it's just like, oh, yeah, let me spoil the movie for you. This is the twist. In your fucking face, Arya. Boom, like firing out
1: walk back in and kick the popcorn out of her hand too um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah so just quick, previously we found out that mona's up to something shocker and she's better now meredith got set on fire <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. what you're gonna find out was lucas right yeah uh, lucas yeah they they'll arrest the liar sans Arya do a little away mission to the basement of their school because their school has a basement obviously
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the hell mouth is
0: yeah to steal the mona's diaries i think it's mona's diaries or is it Allie's diaries i think it's alice Allie's diaries? diaries that mona had like Allie's diaries volume one there's <laughs> a lot of Allie's diaries coming up in the next this few episodes, is the yeah.
1: pre-war diaries diaries mm-hmm. <laughs> before she fully crossed the rubicon
0: um but Lucas is, uh, as we'll find out later, is already there in a black hoodie stealing them. He's like Harold stashed them here. Mm-hmm. Lucas gets away. Hannah recognizes his shoes. It's like it's very brief. Uh, like A planted a fake diary. I guess Lucas did this for A, right? Maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Lucas's
0: whole he has this story later, like about what he's doing and how he like he's being blackmailed for selling test answers, which I'm not sure I buy. I guess we're supposed to in the moment because it's not think questioned.
1: He's capable but, of, it. yeah. <laughs> but like, first of all, Lucas picking on Harold is like the low fr- hanging fruit. Tacking the other low hanging fruit. I mean, Harold could very well be like Lucas from the future come back in time <laughs> to uh, suck to suck harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like their conversation where where the others don't believe Garrett's story, which led them to some of this. And Spencer's like, well, I'm inclined to believe his story considering he was, you know killed over it
0: i like the a messenger keep moving ladies nothing to see here which could be a shining them on and it could be literal it's just like this is this is a red herring and yeah, this doesn't matter
1: and it's like <laughs> i don't have time to worry about Arya's dad i have no a, dad here's my own
0: it's like i read ahead it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> she a fast forwarded like mm-hmm. in space balls yeah it's the now now <laughs> um so this is this is one of my favorite scenes I remember from when we first did it because of theory these these three have just been through the fucking like trenches last night and Hardy is like let me tell you about my insane anxiety dreams about my my father and my <laughs> other father
0: he <laughs> <laughs> ruined the movie I was watching
1: guys oh Jesus um yeah H- Hannah
0: with the line I have enough daddy issues of my own I can't deal with having issues about you- hers
1: too. Um, yeah, Spencer's running unopposed for academic decathlon.
0: Um, well, this guy in the last episode of the A tag was this uh, A like messed up this guy's bike and he crashed. Mm-hmm. Apparently he like hit his thr- trachea on the handlebars. Like it sounded pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, that's pretty fucked up.
0: He's got to go through like months of physical therapy. Like he, he literally can't physically compete in academic decathlon, which is something you do while sitting down.
1: Do you? Do you think he have to do that thing where he puts the electronic thing up to his throat? And I like, hope Hello so. I am a blah blah yeah. nerd. Uh. You'd think he could just type it out. Maybe he injured his hands too. You know. So I remember first watching this when they start yakking on about half teflon. I kind of thought about the uh, debate team from Community, like the the ponytailed guy in the uh, uh, wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Height <laughs> of nerd her nerdness. Um, yeah, Mona shows up. She mentions that creepy Harold said the explosion of the race. That's the story she's pushing. Um, Fascinating because she says like she used to talk to him, but then she eventually had to tell him that it was inappropriate. inappropriate, What the fuck were they talking about?
0: (laughs) It's like he started to get a little fresh or something. She's just like, Harold, that's inappropriate. (laughs) Apparently the story is that Harold bribed the regular custodian to have his job. Is that how it works? How does that work?
1: Is that how it works in custodian business?
0: She's like, hey man, here's ten thousand dollars. Let me I, give me your job. And he's like, sure. Here's what I'm It's something do. I'm allowed to give to someone else. It's like a, like a night dump or something, you know.
1: Let me let me let's see if this makes it more interesting. I'm going to give you thirty two thousand dollars plus benefits mm-hmm. in six vacation days. Let me have your job. Um, yeah, Rosewood High, sweetest, sweetest gig of possible.
0: Um, I gotta say, this is one of my favorite versions of Mona. The Completely innocent, like pretending to be innocent, mm-hmm. really, really wounded and hurt. And you know, you guys, I'm trying
1: here. I
0: can't believe you're being this mean to me.
1: Well, like, look at her outfit here. Um, we're both staring at the same screen. Mm-hmm. Is she starting to dress like daytime Aria?
0: This is very much like, uh, like she could travel back in time 30, 40 years and she would still kind of fit in and like this kind of small town, very proper. Like cardigan sweater dress, you know, this
1: bedazzled cheetah print, yes, cardigan sweater. This is like, this is like, it's like Mario, nah, but it's like very muted. This is Aria before she was bit by a vampire, sure, or an Ezra. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, so, but what I I was saying about this version of Mona, I I feel like not many actors could pull it off the way Janelle Parrish does because she (laughs) is so convincing as this innocent, wounded girl that. You feel bad for her while at the same time, you know, you know that she is like an evil super genius. She's like the fucking Joker. And yet you're like, oh, would you guys just give her a hug? You know, like it's it's really hard to pull that off convincingly and not just like in in like a shallow way where it's obvious that she's like kind of like showing them up. Yeah. You know, like she she completely sells it 100 percent.
1: Well, and for a tiny girl, I, I can't believe that she can eat this much scenery. Mm-hmm. But like I was just noticing as you were talking. Emily's going to need an eye transplant for how hard her eyes are fucking rolling as Mona talks.
0: Emily's not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's using her like empathic Jedi powers and she's like, nope, don't buy it. Yeah. In fact, I want to say she never buys it. Arya's also the one that's just like, I don't know, guys, what do you think?
1: And they're like, no. Well, it's because Mona's now dressing like mm-hmm. Aria. She's mirroring her. Yeah. And Arya's like, she seems so totally sincere. I'm not crazy. Um. Yes, yeah, so Hannah goes talk to Lucas. She knows it was him in the basement because of his shoes. <laughs> his telltale nondescript black shoes. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't believe that Mona's cured. Also, he set the explosion, this future tech billionaire. Mhm. It's fitting though for a guy who have an app that Meyer may not have to do with pooping on girls' feet that she can tell by his shoes that he's wonder- menacing her. I just
0: wonder if that was like a product placement that fell through or something because it's like they're just black shoes.
1: Stalker shoes. Coming soon. Right next to your microsoft kin
0: i like how they also mentioned that Harold is wall. just like oh yeah that's something that happens i don't know if they were caught up with that guy or not i think he's never mentioned again after this episode
1: there's a lot of dead bodies in this this season so mm-hmm. maybe he's one of them um
0: but yeah lucas basically confesses to doing it because mona has something on him later on we'll find out it's like test scores Mm-hmm. Which like this is all just between Hannah and Lucas. She doesn't really relay a whole lot of this info. Mm-hmm. I don't think to the girls. She just kind of like gives them a general like it's not Lucas vibe.
1: I'm always fascinated with the way they dress the classrooms, considering it's the same set, but it's just like well, it was like
0: history class or whatever. But it's yeah, like I let's just, just turn the up.
1: desks that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some maps and a Mona Lisa, so obviously it's a history class.
0: Um, well, do you think do you think Lucas is telling the truth about the tests or? is this potentially something else that would stretch all the way into season seven as some other nefarious thing?
1: I think the heart of figuring out, I believe I'm saying this, the Lucas mystery is the app or whatever, whatever made him money. Did actually hmm. say in the show there was an app or we have to just make that up.
0: Like a mobile game. I want to say
1: at one point is mentioned. Oh, it's like a game where you poop on girls' feet.
0: It's or, something. It's it's definitely some sort of mobile app or mobile game. I'm pretty sure they have said something about that. I
1: mean, unless there's like a an app that you can download that'll help you download like test answers and also fail at March Madness. <laughs> well, first of all, test
0: answers. Maybe this is like an East Coast thing. I don't know, but I feel like there would be no way to do this at my high school because the teachers all wrote their own tests
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they were all like original, like. It's not like there was the official test that they would give out every year, year after year, that had the same answers on it.
1: When I was a TA, well, I was a TA a couple of times, but for a few of those teachers, you know, like my job would be to, to Xerox the, the tests, mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you know, you don't actually have like half your test finished. And he'd be like, oh, just, you know, make some up for me or whatever. And it's like, okay, I guess I, I, guess I should have been selling that. I could have had a whole comic shop in my bedroom.
0: I mean, from the teachers I remember who took it seriously, they'd have like a few versions of the test mm-hmm. and they'd have like rotating answer keys and whatnot. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe in Philadelphia school system, they all work off like a standardized test for every class where you can actually sell a test score.
1: Maybe. I somehow doubt that that much research was thrown into mm-hmm. Philadelphia educational yeah. system. <laughs> yeah, at anyway. our, our high school, the teachers were too busy. Fuckin'. um yeah, so Paige is going to freak out about the Halloween train. Um, She's basically been breaking down since all that. That's a great uh, pause right there. Paige is
0: just like, I'm still super fucked up from being kidnapped and almost murdered in a lighthouse and then the Halloween train. And Emily's just like, that was like three days ago. Why aren't you over that yet?
1: But more importantly, Emily's like, I hear you. But how about we have a swim party in the woods at yeah. night? How does that it's like, sound? I just heard
0: everything you said. Party in the middle of the woods. You Yay, in? Nay. You in? <laughs> They just, just like, eh, and dying on the inside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My insides are on fire, but okay. <laughs> um, oh, apparently there's a Rosewood Times in addition to the Rosewood Observer. We discover from Aria. Wow. What kind of rag could that be? Competing newspapers, yeah, in the small
0: town. They're reading 1984,
1: by the way. Yeah. I like. uh, couldn't make out the quote. Oh, that says Rosewood Observer there. Yeah, that's because she couldn't get copies of the Times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless it was the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I wish I could make stand up and... I mean
0: Aria would say the Times as she meant the New York Times, right?
1: It's true. Because her and Ezra probably do like the crossword together and it gets each other for day. jobs. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so Ella mentions that she and Byron drank wine the night Allison disappeared. Uh We've, which
0: we find out that Ella will like just pass out for hours on like one glass of wine.
1: What she the best thing about the faculty party he dragged her to was that she swiped a whole bottle.
0: And she was gonna save it, but he wanted to drink it that night. Seemingly he would know that his wife has like a very, you know, low tolerance. Like he knows the combination yeah. to that safe. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh here have a couple glasses and boom, she's out.
1: It's it's the Seinfeld where they want to play with the toys. Mm-hmm. What's that thing in Turkey that makes you sleepy? Trip the fan. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, but uh, great setup for Ella to be A or have, like, hurt Allison.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is when the Ella as A theory started to to spin up a little, just because both her and Byron were unaccounted for separately.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Theoretically, she was just passed out, but who knows?
1: Yeah, Meredith teaches the school. She's watching these two conferring. Um, Aria always looks like she's conspiratorial, so I can, I can get where Meredith's freaking out. Um, but Meredith, though, again, I have to point out, way too good for Byron.
0: I miss Meredith. I wish she would come back. She's a great character.
1: I'd like to know what happened to her. Uh, she, she got I mean, I know shipped what happened off. to her. Yeah, but I, like, I, like yeah to know. I know. Like five I mean, we years got Jackie Molina.
0: Didn't she go to like 12 Monkeys or something? Yeah, the, the show. TV show. Yeah. that Salon?
1: So. Jesus, there's so many
0: TV shows on. Two in Time travel. Yeah anyway, we get introduced to uh, Andrew here, looking like Clark Kent.: Yeah, hipster Clark Kent. He's got the glasses on, he's got like his hair cones forward a little. very mild-mannered reporter look.:
1: Hi, I'm Earth one Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Look at
0: these geeks. <laughs> oh, your favorite guy.: Oh here. shit, look at that <laughs> Which, guy. I believe that guy's name is Conrad. He's Conrad the, He's the one who does this like eye Conrad. roll look like, at Mona later. yeah.:
1: <laughs> Oh, where's all the fan think about Conrad?
0: Yeah, academic Cap on here. When uh Spencer Spencer's face when Mona shows up here, like as Mona comes in late, she's, you know, had to go get some signatures. Spencer has this oh my god, she like she just like like put, steeple's her her fingers together mm-hmm. and like covers her face like she's just Serenity about to now. lose her, yeah, yeah, about to lose her fucking mind.
1: Well, the best part of this to me is that I feel like Mona is so punctual and has like all of her, her T's crossed, her eyes dotted. She's probably been like around the corner for twenty minutes, waiting, yeah. <laughs> waiting for them to say "wonder" so she could come running in. <laughs> well, this is what I want to know: like, how much
0: do the other academic decathlon members hate Spencer Hastings? Yeah, because a lot of them turned on her really fucking fast. Yeah, like I, I feel like she's been uh, building some ill will amongst her peers. I don't know if it's just her personality in general or the fact that like for the last year she's been haunted by a ghost ninja and like not able to keep up with the meetings and whatnot or something, but they turn on her very quickly.
1: Do you think she's like the Cersei of the small council? Could
0: be. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Mona, you know, does some campaigning or whatever and swings half the club immediately. She's Mona though. That's true. Yeah. She's I mean, so she charming. might have them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sensing a lot of support in the meeting. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. Even Andrew's just kind of, he could take it or leave it. He's like, I'll guess I'll be nice to you now because I want to sleep with you. But
1: Andrew would sleep if anything, though.
0: Probably, yeah. It's, his character came out in a weird place eventually. He was very angry, yeah. Although I guess that's, I feel like he was only angry when it finally impacted him in a real way. hes He he's, was having a lot of fun following around on the fringes and just watching. And like pretending to be part of the adventure, and then as soon as it hit him, he just got like really pissed off and blamed he, them for everything. He
1: got weirdly MRA. Um, I only saw like this one skit online from this last SNL, but it's the the girl in the bar skit. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> I can see Andrew being like, "I march for you," and you won't get down on this dick. <laughs> um, oh, that reminds me,
0: I, I, we skipped over a great bit earlier where, um, they were discussing the it was when Mona showed up at the brew and they were discussing who could have attacked, uh, Meredith there. Mm -hmm. And Mona is just assuming it was Harold. Mm -hmm. And she's like, who else could, who else would it be? And all the liars are just like, just stare at her. There's like this fucking bitch right here. Like, who do you think (laughs) we're all looking at her?
1: Yeah. Well, she can't say Lucas.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't know about Lucas yet at that point, but just there's Mona, the, the chutzpah of Mona to be like, who else would have done it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy next to Spencer, like, well, first of all, hooray, girl. Uh, the guy next to Spencer, like, he's really acting hard. Yes, yes, he's going to do it.
0: Oh, you're talking Conrad? about this guy? Conrad, Conrad. No, no, I'll, I'll get to you later. All right. But this <laughs> dude, look
1: at him. Look how hard he's acting.
0: Oh, the, the guy next to Spencer. Who, yeah. Who uh, betrays her, I believe. Yes, the he does. Yeah. You Judas. Both the women on the team vote for Mona, interestingly enough.
2: Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, your your favorite guy, Conrad, here. It's when Mona says, what is her line that she has? Um, she says, I kept up with my schoolwork while I was away. And that's when Conrad does this like eye roll, like the the bitchiest like eye roll gif ever in, in the history of the world.
1: I feel like these kids take this thing so fucking seriously that probably much like the drama kids and the band kids, they are probably like the intermixing is nuts. Yeah, I bet this is a real fuck party when they get, when they do their practices. Conrad, like band? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that face! That face <laughs> forever.
0: <laughs> it's the greatest bitch, please gif of all time. Yeah. <laughs> While well, I was away.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to get on a shirt. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Um. That would be a deep cut to have that on a shirt.
1: I've I've made myself a uh, shirt for Paley, so more all the more reason for someone to make that really? bar thing happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. What
0: just gonna make the bar thing happen. If make we want the... if we want a bar meetup, we need to pick a bar and tell people
1: we'll be there. I would like somebody who lives in LA who wow. knows the bar scene. Okay. Is that still terrible? I'm Is sure, that so terrible? I'm sure that you just like what's the
0: bar across the street from the Paley Center,
1: you know? Hmm. I don't know. That's my feelings on it.
0: Okay. Let us know. Tweet at us.
1: If it could be like a like a pink drink night too, all the better. Okay.
0: Anyway, what do we got here?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, so Andrew likes this intellectual catfight that's brewing. Um, they're gonna—it's a tie. They're gonna have a quiz off, to the Captain.
0: Because of course, Mona read the bylaws. Yeah,
1: they have bylaws. Yeah. <laughs> this is so nerdy. I
0: mean, I would assume that there's like some sort of national charter for academic decathlon that's created all this. I don't think they like wrote their own local bylaws.
1: I mean, I don't know. There might be a deleted scene where Spencer and Mona just debate Robert's rules of order mm-hmm. like ad nauseum. I love that text.
0: Yeah, quit while you're ahead, bitch. And it's like, did Mona just send that? And she's just like, hi, getting a soda. I'm magic. I tweeted you from my pocket.
1: Oh, they're so adorable together. Mm-hmm. I shipped this.
0: Um, Yeah, I like how Mona comes over later and tries to be like, hey, I know this is awkward. You know, did mm-hmm. <laughs> so the best woman win and whatnot? Oh, man. They just. Spencer scoffs. Oh! And then Mona, she, I love the movie she does where she's wounded. It's like uh, yeah, I knew this was gonna be hard. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I gotta go. into like runs away crying. It's just like making them all that like they want to hate her, but there's a, gotta be at least like a sliver mm-hmm. of their conscience. It's just like, am I the bitch here? You know, mm. <laughs> why are you doing this? I have such conflicted feelings.
2: That's
1: oh, I mean, this is this is fucking like this is the beginning of like Betty Davis and John Crawford right here. Mm-hmm. Um, going nuts at each other. Um, I like that Mona's release deal says that she can't have a phone or use a computer. Mm-hmm um
0: but then she like immediately got internet access for school supervised of course
1: yeah 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 she had to make her it gets better video this is also my favorite era of uh hannah's hair
0: oh yeah it's kind of short and like crimped we
1: i like this this shade of blonde too we haven't
0: mentioned Arya's look right now the the little weird jacket that she's wearing
1: oh yeah like the it's like it preserves like the boob window
0: it's like a jacket that, like, Harley Quinn would wear or something, you know, where it covers but,
1: nothing. But, like, the 50s housewife version of a Harley Quinn outfit. Because she's wearing, yeah. like, a weird leather top. And so, when she stands... Well, it's a dress. She's just got, like, a,
0: a leather well, dress on. But, yeah.
1: from the perspective of, like, the upper torso. Yeah. There's, like, a leather top with, like, a boob window when she stands because the mm-hmm. jacket only does one button. It might as well be a cape. It's basically
0: is with, like, sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Only it doesn't go down the back. It only goes down, like, six inches, like...
1: Didn't we have to answer for, like, misspoken cape comments before?
0: Well, the difference between a half cape and a full cape. I believe what it came down to is that a half cape is not one that's half length, but is only on one shoulder or the other.
1: And what do so, you call it? So
0: Phasma's cape would be a half cape.
1: So what would you call a cape that's half length?
0: I, I guess just a cape. Like
1: a capelet? I think just a cape. I don't know. Like a cape Blanchett? Um, That was a bad joke. So, Arya's room later... Oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the same with
0: Meredith and Ella.
1: She's like showing her the arm that's injured.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's like, sorry, I accuse your daughter of trying to blow me up. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll be professional, bitch.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, Arya's boots, too.
0: Oh, yeah, the whole ensemble. She has like Arya has the weirdest. It's it's like a sundress but made out of leather or something with like this big championship belt around the waist i
1: imagine this is what the the evil girl on like the island that wonder woman comes from probably wears to like lounge in Mm -hmm. um i love that the little thing that she's sitting on is like too tall for her when she sits on it her like like her ottoman yeah Yeah. her ottoman
0: (laughs) even (laughs) on the ottoman (laughs) look how tiny
1: She's so, like two thirds the size of the rest of
0: them. That's because that uh, that set wasn't built to scale. Maybe. It's like
1: an Indian in the cupboard situation here. <laughs> um, but she's like wearing like a championship belt too with that dress. Uh, so they're in her room. They're discussing if Byron purposely got Ella drunk to sneak out. Which, yeah, probably. Um, also, Meredith's already poisoning Aria here, right? She's talking about not feeling maybe. well.
0: Maybe. Yeah, it's hard to say whether or not that was all manipulated or if she was like legitimately sick at first am probably say yeah though
1: right? so she she keeps her the diary pages in her boot and i totally forgot about this when we were watching this i just assumed that Arya used an old boot as a purse <laughs> like she just laced one of the shoelaces it's so like it just like, mm-hmm. went over her shoulder
0: <laughs> yeah there's this whole bit where she they're gonna go get the pages of the diary that they'd torn out i think mm-hmm. but they didn't take the whole diary before they just like tore out some pages naturally um but, oh, they're gone. And then, like, the other girls come over. They're all searching the boots or freaking out. And then Byron, just cock of the walk here. He's just like, hey, what you guys up to?
1: Smar me as shit. Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, you know how uh, your brother Mike, you saw his your Halloween candy, and you'd always had the good stuff in the boot. I thought that was clever.
2: Hmm.
1: Later. <laughs> just,
0: just sticking their faces in it. Well, then they have the weirdest poker
1: faces as he does it.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's like they all had to play dumb and he's he's just relishing I mean I think he actually did at least if we believe Meredith he was the one who went and got the pages I believe so either that or she went and got him and, and he was mad at her about it but I don't I don't think he would play it the same way if that was the case here here he's acting like the cat who ate the canary so
1: yeah he's he's fucking rubbing it in her face mm-hmm. he's, he's like really friend.
0: smiling like he's enjoying himself he's yeah. just like ha 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 you can't do anything. I'm the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, it's great.
1: Uh, Toblerone.
0: Toblerone. So Toblerone is uh, he's getting some back massages and he's helping her practice like the balkanized states here. Is it possible he did some sort of like some sort of like neuro programming or something where he like he mess her up on that particular question like he knew it was coming. Like he
1: whips out like a stopwatch or like a, and, or a, like a like watch in, and starts like dangling He
0: intentionally like read the uh, answers in the wrong order so they'd be harder to memorize or something like that.
1: Like he like hypnotize her like something out of Get Out. Now mm-hmm. you are in the sunken place. <laughs> what is uh, that from? Get Out? Yeah. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen it yet.
0: I keep seeing that.
1: Um, <laughs> so Spencer mentions that there are 42 clubs at Rosewood High, and Mona could have picked any one of them. She's baiting them, which mm-hmm. I like to think that the 42nd club is like the Douglas Adams Club. Um also Creepy Toby is creepy in this scene.
0: Yeah, I mean he's obviously getting a call from A here, but he's pretending he's got this whole plot line, he's like, oh, I was gonna have dinner with my boss. Who even does that? Like, oh yeah, my contractor boss wants to take me out for dinner. Well sure.
1: I don't know. Uncle Daddy Jamie's taking people out to dinner left and right. Later.
0: Well, you would think if it was some sort of nicer dinner, like Spencer would be going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He's like, "No, you weren't invited." i was like, "No, you were not invited."
1: Also, don't ask her if you should cancel. This is obviously fucking important to her. Cancel and support your girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Oh, we got to look at the inside of Lucas' so, room here. He's got he has got a
1: little speed racer car. Got Mach Five. He's got a Superman bust. It's like a,
0: a lot uh, of Fantastic 4 comics like on the wall. Kingdom Come Superman
1: bust. Yeah, a lot of Fantastic 4. I think that some of the framed comic art on the left, we'll see later in mm-hmm. his place. Um, I'm sure he doesn't have the Lolita poster yet which I covet. He's got a big
0: Batman figure and a Catwoman.
1: Batman, a lot of Funko Pops. Like framed Funko Pops.
0: Can I can I just take a moment to talk about how fucking lame Funko Pops are? They're like the lamest unit of like cheap fan memorabilia ever made
1: i could agree with that um to an extent i mean i can't believe they're still making them and like for everything
0: they make them for everything because they're just like oh here's some dumb fucking bobblehead that you'll spend ten dollars on
1: but do they have pll funko pops
0: i i hope they don't i hope there are never PLL. what funko if
1: pops. they what if they are normal figurines for the mm. other three liars and then like a lucy hale funko pop just for no. the size differential. No.
0: It's got some old school X-Men.
1: Can you tell which figurines? Because it really matters to us. I can't tell from there's here. a. There's a... I like think one uh, of them might be rogue. It's a black canary. There's like a green lantern. You're a fucking dork, Lucas. Yeah. A lot of Superman, like framed Superman stuff.
0: Oh, he's got like the Funko Pop inside this like... Case. Plastic Lucite like box, like clear plastic. Like it's a Funko Pop. That thing's worth $2. Like... <laughs> I don't know why you're displaying that. Like It's some high-value collectible. It's the
1: same Superman figurine he has by the door. Is it?
0: Yeah. Superman move?
1: No, it's, it's the same. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. He's got two
0: of them. He likes the Superman.
1: It, this is supposedly him scaled back, because then he had to drive up and down the state yeah, selling he, shit to pay Caleb back. He had to
0: sell some in uh two fifteen, two sixteen, yeah.
1: It's like generic nerd stuff, too. It's almost as if it's set design on a TV show. <laughs>
0: I don't know Lucas I feel like you got to either pick Marvel or DC like you got to go with one you got to pick side oh
1: you know Lucas loves Zack Snyder
0: Lucas has like a 50,000 word essay on why Batman versus Superman is an amazing work of art.
1: I'm just really worried that Justice League will be a fun movie and that would be I don't want it to be fun but so there's a two-face a Martian Manhunter a Superman Funko Pop weird-looking Joker I can't tell that's the penguin. Oh, Umbrella Academy. It's the one decent thing I respect in his mm. oh, okay. arsenal. Um, all right, let's stop getting too nerdy on Lucas. Yeah. I feel like we're putting ourselves in his shoes. <laughs> that's why I hate him the most.
0: Uh, anyway. What is the fishing box for? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like his like model paints or something.
1: I'm surprised that we don't see a microphone and find out that Lucas has a podcast.
0: Lucas is researching homeschooling, even though he's like a senior already. Yeah, I mean, wait, like for a semester, you're gonna be homeschooled. Like, I would think at that point you would just be researching the GED.
1: Even I got a GED, bro. It's a goon poster the there, side the door. Um, like a Batman Batmobile.
0: <laughs> anyway, he tells this tale of woe about how Mona is blackmailing him about like he's selling test scores online. Which, yeah, he's just like, oh, I shut it down. Cleaned like. I'd, I'd like to see Lucas's, like, illegal test operation online. Like, is he on, like, the deep web? Is he taking Bitcoin?
1: Oh, You uh, know he would. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I feel like the uh, the next Lucas plotline is going to be, like, somebody stole all his Bitcoins or something. They hacked him. He's really <laughs> mad. He's stuck posting on our Bitcoin, begging for people to give him his Bitcoins back.
1: Fortunately, I still have 3 million Dogecoin.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Kept Um, that in a safe place. Oh no, he got that too. But we do see the aforementioned bunk beds. Yeah, Uh, it's got the bunk beds. Does Caleb still live with him or did Caleb like rightfully move out after Lucas lost his money?
0: Caleb went, he's gone back like a couple times now. Hmm. Because remember, he he came back, he left when he broke up with Hannah in 304. Mm -hmm. He came back in 308 with like the nice shirt, and Spencer was all like, Ooh, you're rich now. I like this. Cashmere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I'm gonna guess that when Caleb came back, his mom had set him up in a new place. Like he, he was probably like, "Mom, it's weird rooming with this creepy dork. Like, do you think you can like hook me up with an apartment in town or something like that?"
1: Well, also, I mean, you could say to to Lucas, "Tell you what, don't don't hand me cash. Put down first and last months on a, on an apartment for me." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Well, it doesn't seem like he knows what's up with Lucas these days. You know, it's it's no coincidence Lucas went dark after the masquerade ball. So yeah, he's not really like plugged into the, the Lucas lifestyle anymore. I
1: I bet the Mister and Mrs. Gottsman Gottsman yeah. are probably pretty bummed the day Caleb moved out. Mm-hmm. He was our last best. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Aria or Ezra AOL instant messages. Aria want a writing break. <laughs> I miss you, babe, right like the wind. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arya, you're a dork. And then she gets to watch some near domestic abuse between her father and Meredith.
0: I, for, I don't know. This is horrible to say. I love this, but there's something about Meredith's line reading. She's like,
1: Byron, you're hurting me.
0: She's like, she just, she does such a great damsel scream. You know,
1: Byron, you're breaking my heart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or it's like,
1: Byron, my arm.
0: Uh, and uh, Arya's just watching all this like huh hey what's going on dad and he's just like nothing shuts the door
1: things are fine Arya in Mm -hmm. my new empire but dad (laughs) only a sift deals in absolutes.
0: cut to Emily and Paige out in the wilderness (laughs) Emily's just like giving them giving Paige directions down like this like creepy deserted dirt road somewhere in the middle of the woods it's
1: a hell of a shortcut
0: and I feel like, like she's on her phone here and Paige is like, how long, how, how, you know, how how long do you have left to go? Emily's probably like on Twitter or something right now. you know, <laughs> Just like, I uh, got more miles. Eventually, like Paige just has to stop and get out and like hyperventilate. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm not OK. I'm not a strong woman. I'm like, losing all of my shit here. And it's just like, huh. OK, well, fine. Do you want to go for a walk? Maybe. The woods and the wilderness and the dark. how about a walk?
1: Emily's like, can I add this to my Instagram story? <laughs> Let's just go for a walk into the woods, yeah, where there's no light at all. Well, what's fantastic about this is un- understandably, Paige is freaking out like like I think we kind of talk about in the first half of the show, Paige is the character that everyone reacts to in a way that's not totally realistic. He or she's the one who's acting realistic, the whole like the moving away because it's not mm-hmm. safe, all this stuff. Previously, two things have always terrified Emily. The woods and the wind. <laughs> and she's totally cool as a fucking cucumber in this scene. <laughs> oh, I'm just in the haunted dark forest with my my girlfriend who's like losing her shit. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we get the wonderful academic cathlon scene. Spencer's outfit here. She's got these weird pants on that like she's like rolled up the legs. And... How would you describe this outfit? What do they call that? There's a word for that in the 80s. Was it tipping? Like tips
1: jeans maybe wasn't there a thing do you remember the thing where you'd use like safety pins yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about okay yeah maybe
0: uh it's a thing where it's like kind of the legs of the pants are rolled up a little and like like really like tucked in so that there's there's no like flow at all
1: to me this is like a steampunk fusion of like something you'd wear on the titanic and like an 80s business suit
0: but i like that she has a blue top on mona has the red
1: top on nice contrast
0: mm-hmm, there
2: mm-hmm
1: yeah. Well, Spencer also makes a hell of an entrance.
0: She's just like
2: ta-da! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and then we have this great academic decathlon scene where Mona obviously is sandbagging the whole
1: time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have
0: Perrier. I love the way they sit down like Andrew in the lead and like his four lieutenants behind him.
1: Well like did they especially train lights like hot lights onto this table? Yeah. <laughs> There's well, this a is, lot of showmanship
0: here. This, I mean Norman Buckley talked about this when we interviewed him about how like he looks at the script. And he's just like a fucking academic to cap on. Like, how the hell am I supposed to shoot this? You know, what? they made it look very
1: visually interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what makes it better though? Hmm. The Mortal Kombat music that they play throughout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Conrad is fucking serious about that stopwatch. That
0: stopwatch. Yeah. He's like, bitch, please. Uh, We get the great bit where one of the, we're just getting a bunch of answers and it's like, at first, Spencer is. Either first or Mona's answering and she gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. A lot of that going. And one of the bits, uh, Mona says, a picaresque novel. And Spencer says, I think she means a Roman. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how intentional that was of Brian Holtzman. But that is just like, just fucking perfect. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like that's like the it it works both in the show itself and then on like a meta level of like what a TV show is like this constant struggle between being a picaresque, which is kind of like, you know, character of low class having episodic uh, adventures surviving on their wits. Like Mona thinks she's part of that story. Mm-hmm. Building's Roman is like a coming of age, like emotional, moral educational journey, which is obviously Spencer's story, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the, in a in a, a long-running serialized tv show it's like that's the tension between do you want do you want the episodic where nothing ever changes and it's an adventure or do you want the coming of age where the whole point is a change you know
1: that was very serious and true but mm-hmm. you kept moving the mouse through andrew's hair like you were like tousling it it was very very distracting yeah. try not to watch the mouse too much <laughs> it's like it's like you're just caressing that helmet of hair he's got there oh the glasses are on
0: I just love the idea that Mona thinks she's in a picaresque and Spencer believes she's in a Bildungsroman.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, eventually, oh wait, we're not there yet. First, we have to go to Arya meeting up with Meredith where I guess she's telling the truth here about finding the pages with Byron. And they're going to go back and confront him together. Like Arya has this like heart-to-heart with Meredith. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel bad for you now that I saw my dad physically abusing you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um and then Spencer she thinks she she senses weakness in Mona here. Like they're going to have a break and she's like no no, let's keep going. But
1: yeah, she's really slamming her against the ropes there. Mm-hmm. But Mona was sandbagging. Mm-hmm. I mean the the whole the whole gist of it is it plays out much like the poker scenes in Casino Royale. Mona's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't always cry tears of blood. Mhm. <laughs> I mean, I got Felix Leiter like doing the score over on the whiteboard. Um Yeah, so uh then we find out that that Toby A, A Toby, like gets tasked of big projects like slashing girls tires in the woods. I feel like Emily is not doing a
0: ton to calm Paige here. Try nothing. Like it's like oh shit, flat tire. Like Paige is obviously freaked out. She's like rushing to get the Jack and mm-hmm. like immediately like it's not like she's just like Taking her time. She's like, I'm gonna jack this thing up and like wreck her time and change the star. And Emily's just like, huh, eh, I guess I'll get the light.
1: Well, so like when they see A in the woods and Emily, like I love that she takes off after A, chases <laughs> them through the woods. Like, I feel like she's just relieved to like not be babysitting Paige anymore. Like, that's how little she's investing time in this. Well, she ditches this- her girlfriend to go chase
0: after A, just assuming she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Best part is when we cut over to Toby, who's just like out of breath. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like Oh shit! God damn <laughs> Emily it! Emily can run. She's got some stamina. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So tension of the quiz, like, like we said, Spencer like takes early. She grows too confident. Um, the the tech music on the soundtrack has like sex laughter in it. Does it? Yeah, it's like ah ah, ah, hmm. ah, ah ah sex laughter. Yes. Okay. Sex laughter. But yeah, it all comes down
0: to that question on the Balkan states, and and then Spencer chokes. She can't remember it. I feel like Toby did something to her so that she wouldn't be able to remember it properly maybe. And then like Mona is just like, Oh, you, you forgot Latvia.
1: <laughs> Spencer, when I say Belarus.
0: <laughs> oh, and then Mona, like she, she finally kind of reveals her, her genius at the very end. She's like, do you want to, you know, population or, or something like, other or like, category. like GDP? Yeah. But it's like, obviously she's, She's been playing the whole time. She knows exactly what the answer to all these questions. There's
1: are. a great like, close-up of Spencer. Yes, yeah, so at the bell. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Spencer's like, oh shit, I played myself.
1: Here's the fire that you only light in the Montgomery house when secrets are to be had.
0: Yeah, some awkward times at the Montgomery house with Byron being confronted by both his daughter and his mistress.
1: That can get confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to Mona passing out the cupcakes. Andrew is just like, hey, we can like, you know, protest this. And Spencer's just like, would you want to win that way?
1: I didn't think so. He's like, it's Trump's America. Ah! <laughs> um, like, I'd love to think that like Mona had made these cupcakes herself, brought them in, like knowing, like confident of this victory. Yeah. Also, how great would it have been at this whole time that Andrew's like trying to like comfort Spencer. He just had like frosting in the corner of his mouth. <laughs>
0: i love this bit when hannah comes in she goes to see how spencer did and she and spencer's just like i lost i lost <laughs> it's a great reading it's uh she's got she's got some character that spencer hastings she's she can admit defeat she doesn't want to immediately like she starts to kind of like hannah's just like she cheated right and spencer's like yeah obviously i don't know maybe you know like, yeah. like i think she's kind of acknowledging to herself that she got played
1: well spencer's like hey hannah do you know what a supernova looks like? And Hannah's like, what? And Spencer's like, just watch me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hannah goes over and tells Mona off. Mona, very wounded, ruining her big, big victory there. And even Spencer's just like, don't do
1: it, Hannah. Don't do it. Bad idea.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. So they have a competition in a month. We find out, um, they talk about Lucas as the evil personal assistant. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, and it's got the great line. uh, I'm not going to live my life in fear. mm -hmm. Spencer wants to remove her brain and soak it in an ice box. And yeah, she's kind of talking to Hannah about how she realizes that like Mona was sandbagging her the whole time. You know, like if, if this were the fast and furious, Spencer is the one saying, I almost had you. And then Mona saying, you never had me.
2: I you haven't seen that movie? So no. Assume, yeah. No, sorry. Anyway. I should have said it in Vin Diesel voice. You
0: can always still do it. Nah, that's all right.
1: Um, Yeah, so Meredith then brings Arya some of the herbal shit to keep her fucked up. Her
0: powerhouse potion.
1: Yeah, she casts more shade how on Byron herbal? so these two can team up.
0: It's a nice little Emily Page scene. Emily saying, I don't deserve to live like this. Neither do you. Page is just like, how, how are you able to Process the the constant mania that is your life.
1: What does she have? Is that a braid in the back of her hair? Or is Paige, that one of Aria's feathers.
0: I think it was um, oh, it was a braid. PLL annotation said she was like paying for cornrows on a on a <laughs> plan or something like that on an installment. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, that would be great. Um, <laughs> also, Paige gets a a, a gets a made up little bet on the on the floor. A month later, Allison gets the bet
0: is that Emily's place or Paige's place? I think it's Emily's place. Yeah, I guess it's probably Emily's place.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think that was about it for Mania. What is our A tag here? It's- um.
1: Yeah, Mona watches uh, Byron at Hollis and calls someone when he's leaving.
0: Yeah, because he's like, going out of town for a few days or something. And then the A tag is, I presume this is probably Toby, I guess, like hiding the Max. I'm masks. still out in the woods. Yeah, from the Halloween train out in the woods. I guess to never be found, although it's not the greatest of hiding jobs, He just like puts like a pile of leaves on top of them.
1: Well, everyone knows if you have a bunch of masks, what you do is you go to a pier and you throw them one by one mm-hmm. in the lake.
0: You got to break them first, yeah.
1: Yeah, you got to break them. Um, it's kind of like when you return Excalibur.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, that was 3.16. I believe it is time for... Episode 17. Episode 17, Out of the Frying Pan into the Inferno.
1: Uh, written by Mike Goldsmith, directed by Michael Grossman.
0: We get a nightmare from Spencer at the beginning of this episode uh, where he's just like sexy choking her as a mm-hmm. more erotic than anything in Fifty Shades of Grey, would you say?
1: Yeah, though now I would, I would kill for Toby to be suggesting vaginal beads. Would I don't, you? I don't, think, you really he, I don't think he has that? the courage to bring okay. it up. Maybe she would suggest it to him. Hmm.
0: He can wear beads.
1: Can you imagine if uh, Spencer brought a contract to Toby,
0: and they they uh, debated over anal fisting? Yeah.
1: Oof. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this
0: is a fucked up dream, but
1: in a good way. Well, her adolescent sexuality and like innate horniness are a fascinating add on to the whole Dark Spencer saga, which has begun. Oh yeah, she um, just
0: found out in the last episode that Toby is on the A team.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Fun, fun little sex panic dream. Pam works at the police station now. Mm-hmm. We find out uh, Emily is, of course, like blaming herself for trusting Nate, which I thought was interesting. Like, as yeah. get, she gets like a package from Nate's family, and Pam's like freaking out about it. And Emily is like, it's like, oh, it's my fault. I never should have trusted him. You know, <laughs> even though he's a crazy killer, it's like she's still finding a way to like
1: internalize it. Yeah. Oh, you might have heard she killed a guy. You may have heard, yeah. Um, Arya's still uh, by the fire of secrets. Um,
0: yeah, the I think, that, I think we get some exposition about Meredith somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh
1: oh yeah, I think we're are we about to? Yeah, yeah, we're with about Byron, to, Yeah, we're about to. In a minute. So yeah, there. The the things that came from the James family are things that Emily gave to Allison that Maya found and somehow Nate found.
0: It's what Maya knew.
1: It's what she knew. Included is the biology notebook with the written conversation between Allison and someone else.
0: I had actually forgotten where they got that particular journal of Allison's. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it came from this, which makes me wonder: is this all a setup from Cece? Because this just arrived in a box, supposedly from Lyndon James' parents. Yeah, it could be. We don't really know for sure. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um then we get a scene of Hannah in her kitchen talking to Caleb online. She's got a hurt wrist. She actually says to her mom, I can still type with one hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's opening a bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: uh, um, then we're we're back at, at home with Aria by the fire. Talk, we hear Byron talking to Meredith's father. Um, which is funny because that's like Ezra talking to Byron.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, there's even a line, uh, where is it here, where he says, I just got off the phone with Meredith's father, and Arya says, wow, that must have been weird. Yeah. <laughs> she's like rubbing his nose in it, although Glass houses, is Arya.
1: Yeah. Um. Turns out Meredith has a long history of issues.
0: Yeah, long history. Also, Hannah doesn't know what tangling means. Ashley <laughs> uh, Meredith is just like, are you tangling with Mona? And she's like, tangling?
1: I don't even know that. Well she may not know what that means in the mm-hmm. context. Yeah.
0: Um uh, this is the the journal has the first appearance of Beach Hottie. Yeah. Where we first learn about Beach Hardy, who may or may not also be board shorts, though they might be different people.
1: I thought board shorts was the beer.
0: But we're not sure if okay, yeah, I guess so now Beach Hottie is theoretically Wilden. Okay. Board shorts was Ezra for drinking the because beer. he drank the board shorts ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a long time, it seemed like beach hottie and board shorts were interchangeable. Like back in like season four, people just assumed it's the same person, but apparently Here,
1: not. Here's the the dark path through the woods that is PLO. Mm-hmm. There's A in the hoodies. There's <laughs> red coat. There's the black swan. There's the black widow. Mm-hmm. You never really know what's what. Um, but yeah, Byron he laments that his his. One job was to take care of Arya, but he hasn't done a good job with that since he's been like thinking primarily of his dick.
0: Well, and he's like, oh, I never should have had her in this home. And Arya just stares her dad down. She doesn't say anything. She's just like, hmm. And, like that's how the scene ends. Mm-hmm. It's great. There's a lot of that in these episodes. Arya just like staring. It's like just go on.
1: And she's like, well, what what do you think Mike thinks about all this? And Byron's like, seriously, who is Mike? Who's this mic you speak I've of? Never heard of this. Um, yeah, Spencer hasn't told the others about Toby's betrayal. She's already starting to look. Oh, she's already <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it's awesome. Also, Arya's necklace. Damn.
0: Um, oh yeah, it's this crazy silver spiked thing that like an Ice Queen would wear. Yeah,
1: I think if she like rubs it the right way, her falcons are released. Um, Caleb's been acting weird, and Aria advises Hannah to ask him directly about it and be honest. And uh, Hannah says. Wow, it's like the world's fattest man giving dieting tips.
0: What I love about this whole conversation is that it's all about like how much do you trust your significant other? Mm -hmm. What are you telling them? And Spencer is kind of either off frame or just on the edge of the frame through the whole thing, looking haggard as fuck. Yeah, just bags under her eyes, and like obviously hearing this conversation and just like dying inside. You know, listening to them debate how much they can trust their S.O.s.
1: I love Hannah's outfit. It's like this, like snakeskin tuxedo blazer with like a little Paris bow tie T-shirt. Yeah,
0: it's a weird look. But yeah, Spencer, poor Spencer. I mean, this is just the next morning. Mm-hmm. Isn't over it at all. No. But eventually, she she bounces. She's like, I forgot to do the reading or something. The rest of the girls go sit down with Emily outside the brew and like read through the notebook that she found and. It's like, oh, this handwriting looks familiar. I know I've seen it somewhere. I'm not sure where. It's Allie talking to somebody. Like, like they're pass back and forth this thing to, to write to each other. hmm infamous beach hottie.
1: Yeah. So Hannah will overhear Paige making plans of Caleb over the phone. This is piss poor spycraft, Paige.
0: Yeah, not a ton of great planning. I love before that. It's this close-up on Aria talking on the phone with Hannah in the background blurred out, waiting. The Tulpa is waiting for her turn. And finally, she can come in and talk. Yeah, Paige and Caleb are up to something. They're the ones who put the brain in Mona's locker. That did not stop Mona. Like that would ever stop Mona. Yeah,
1: that's dumb. That's dumb. That's yeah. just stupid. His that's idea just was stupid, stupid bullying, yeah. Um, Spencer,
0: I like Emily checking the stalls before she talks to her. Yeah. This is just it's great because Spencer is just so so not in the mood. And Emily's just like, We found a new clue. We need you to look at this. Mm-hmm. Spencer's just like, Yeah, I don't know. You know, just like I, I can't do this right well, now. Well, it's like
1: you should know something's wrong here, Emily. Spencer's not jumping on this this clue like it's mm-hmm. a grenade. Come on. Um Yeah, but she's like, maybe she was afraid to tell Beach Hottie that she was sledding it up in three different states.
0: Well, she has this classic line here. Allie wasn't loyal to any of us. So why do we continue to be loyal to her? I mean, why should we care what happens to her? And an awkward pause like Emily makes a wounded face. What happened to her?
1: (laughs) And Emily's like, because we do care. So it's just like, eh, not me.
0: Yeah, this is great. I mean, this is the, the best kind of conflict between the liars here. And just just the beginning of the dark Spencer saga that takes over this whole half season and is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's like Spencer's tulpa is forcing her to read the latest clue. She's just like, nope, I'm I'm not. I won't stand for this. Like, you read this clue, you see what it means.
1: But well, she can cons- it consider concerns Toblerone,
0: and she's forcing Spencer to have a flashback to
1: derail Toby. This. Maybe Keegan Allen's greatest scene.
0: Maybe you're saying that like there's a question that this that do rag Toby isn't the pinnacle.
1: All right, let's go. I into, didn't write these. Let's go into some top Toby scenes. Um uh, Why would someone do something like this? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, the snow globe with the cars and the no, don't touch my mono cars. <laughs> Your mom's lazy. <laughs>
0: that's really more of an alley moment, yeah. but, uh How about the. My other arm is, or my other arm isn't broken. That's a good one. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, gummy bears,
0: S-s-s-s- Spencer.
1: Just, just leave, just leave, leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm tri- tri- tripping. That's balls.
0: Gummy bears. That that is up there. Mm-hmm.
1: But this, oh shit.
0: What about when he crashed his car and died? That's pretty good. Oh shit! I'm getting sideswiped.
1: Nah. That's yeah. that's a pr- that's a pretty good one. Um, his look on his face when she's like, "Toby, can I kiss you? Just to fuck up your well before you leave town."
0: What about Toby in a wheelchair with the metaphorical boner from his camera lens? The,
1: the Jimmy Stewart camera boner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. He's done all these these different Shakespeare's, and now he's like just gonna do some Macbeth right here in a doork. <laughs> I so didn't good. write
0: these, but I wish I
1: would have the scar in his cheek is too. is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison
0: has one of her greatest lines of all time when she's talking about or he says something about Jenna's surgery and Ali says, you want to know how it turned out? She's still combing her hair with an electric toothbrush.
1: Well, then later, it just she says oh, something man. and he responds with that's not how Jenna would see it. And she's like, I bet Jenna would love to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> she is really getting under T-Dog's skin here.
0: Oh, Ali's great. T-Rizzle. This, this might be Ali's best season too.
1: Yeah. I didn't write
0: these Because I feel like this is their... They're starting to build the narrative that perhaps Ali is alive and A, which I still wonder if they'll come back to you eventually. Because Allie is deliciously evil in a lot of the flashbacks.
1: I didn't really like freeze frame the notebook. I would love if she like went on and on about the do-rag in that paragraph. <laughs> just in the to notebook. make sure
0: that Spencer, he's like, I just want anyone who reads this in the future to know, to clearly communicated, he's wearing a do-rag.
1: <laughs> what if it's like a prestige thing where she's like, I know you're reading this, Spencer, <laughs> three years from now. That do-rag looks fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> Boom. I just blowed, blew your mind up.
2: You posterity. can't even think straight
0: now. Yeah, yeah. yeah she mentions like, uh, I just had a triple X pat down to come see you, so you better answer my questions. That's great. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, I guess she's talking about Mona. She, she brings the A messages, so that's the, the context there. Yeah. She thinks Toby is A. Toby's not A. I am not A. But it's like the perfect thing for Spencer to read in her state right now. She just breaks down crying.
1: Well, because... She's just read why Toby might have gone evil. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and also and how long ago it was. Allie has a line in there where she says um I'll bet you wish he kissed me when he had the chance. Yeah, yeah. which is like, what? You know. Well, it's, it's we haven't her, gotten that flashback yet.
1: It's hitting her in all regards is that he might have been romantically physically involved with Allison, but also this would mean that he like it was never real.
3: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Um so she finally re- reveals to her topa that she and Toby broke up. Um, doesn't really want to go in. Into- and then she loses her mind while they break up into groups to discuss the Crucible.
0: Oh, She's just sitting in a back glaring at everyone. It's great. They're having this conversation about something about lying, I believe, like whatever they're discussing. And Spencer gets a text from Arya seemingly. It says, Ezra freaks. He broke up with me. Can you meet in the park? And she's just like, I gotta go. And I was like, uh, Where are you going, Spencer? And she's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah,
1: that's that. That guy's got to be a sub, right? Oh, the other dude in there. I guess, yeah, I don't know who that dude is. But like, if she hadn't gotten this text, how would this afternoon have played out? I like to think that it's like the uh, if you remember the the Marshall McLuhan scene in Annie Hall, like she would just bring Arthur Miller. She just bring Arthur Miller into like debate oh, yeah. this guy in the front.
0: <laughs> um. Like, does she get suspended after this? Has Ella just let that slide? She's like you totally mouthed off to me in class and then left in the middle of the day. Ah, you're Spencer Hastings. Yeah. You normally get good grades. I mean she attacks Mona later on at a school function. Surprised she didn't get Die! expelled. Yeah.
1: Uh I'm sure after that's get reported back to the faculty. Oh, I love that she just drops the bike. Sorry. Uh, she, I'm sure like Ella's like, oh, I'd probably short this down. Yeah, so she goes, rides her bike furiously to Ezra. Hey, buddy. You're writing down your thoughts and feelings. You're <laughs> writing in your journal, <laughs> you son of a bitch. So you, you're working on your novel? <laughs> um, I love that her bas- her bike has a little basket in the front, too. It's I adorable. really want
0: her to break his laptop.
1: <laughs> hey, you asshole. You better throw her up, asshole. <laughs> I'm not coming back for half. I'm <laughs> Yeah. I'm going back for your whole fucking novel. Sorry, I forgot my Prada and Fuck you, flip flops.
0: You pretentious douchebag. And he's like,
1: Spencer.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's completely clueless. Like, what are you talking about, Spencer? <laughs> and then eventually she's like, realizes he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, oh shit. I just spilled all the beans about your son. And then she's like, mm,
1: never mind. Gotta go. Chloroform, Spencer.
0: Yeah, really. That's what she should have done. Barry Maple sighting, talking to Pam. There's like these weird scenes with Wilden in this episode, where he's like, gotta like have this heart to heart with Pam about how he like, like, like killed a person
1: in, in cold blood. It's
0: totally cool. Do you think he's telling the truth?
1: I'd like to think so. Um, I was trying to like, how could you spin this to be something related to like CC and and that night? I couldn't think of it. Well, oh, wouldn't wouldn't it be like a cop move or the Radley thing?
0: Wouldn't it be a cop move to pretend that like, oh, I happen to be going through the same thing that your daughter's going through? We have something in common. Like it's like he's like pretending to have this, you know, this shared experience to get closer like I feel like a cop would do that to try to like get some sort of new confession or new information out of somebody
1: sure but I feel like the show wouldn't have started it if they weren't going to do like step two down that journey yeah they never go anywhere with it anyway um the scenes are very weird I mean like it would be a really like not a terrible scene if it wasn't like Wilden who's creepy as fuck
0: I feel like Wilden's trying to get Pam on his side for some future thing but I don't know if we ever really get there or not Anyway, we discovered this picture Cape May with Allie and CC, so they figure out that the, this notebook was written around that time period. Mm-hmm. And then at school, Ezra shows up at Arya's school because he just immediately has to talk to her because he's a grown adult.
1: Well, Arya's like, "What's Ezra doing here? Is he gonna officer and gentleman me?" Nope.
0: <laughs> On oh, at one point, she's just like Ezra, like, "Like, calm your shit. Like, remember where you are. Remember yeah, yeah. where I am. You know." Yeah. And he's super mad at her. I'm not really sure why. I don't think. Well, I was going to say, I don't think morally he, he has the right to be right. Obviously, he's he's way down uh, in the negative on the moral side as it is. But just generally speaking, just about this particular situation here with the kid, like it's not Arya's fault.
1: No. And he will admit that later on. But, but now he's mad. Yeah. Do you think he's complicit because Arya made me love him? We had inside jokes. Um, and yet with all of this, he'll still get hired back at the school
0: mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, or you know, a couple of
0: days depending on how you want to observe the timeline.
1: Oh, there's a family fun night uh flyer on the bulletin board there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Emily are just like, this is awkward.
0: I love the atex. Thought you needed a little push, so I pushed send for you. That feels like Mona for sure. Yeah, know? yeah yeah Ezra is such a brat. He like confronts his high school girlfriend at her high school, even though he's a teacher there or used to be, mm-hmm. and then just storms off, even though clearly she was not the one involved in the pregnancy or covering up the pregnancy, yeah, yeah, yeah. more with Wilden trying to like have this heart to heart with Pam, I don't really know what's going on there.
1: This is like a heart to heart like he's just probably sexually harassed one female coworker and he's on his way to like sexually harass another one. And need just to stop and talk with Pam on the way. Um, Spencer just savors her microwave meals of fatalism. Um, Spencer
0: always goes to the microwave mac and cheese when things are especially dire. Mm-hmm. Like when, when her mental state is at its most perilous. Now, I believe this is what Troy talked about with us in our interview, the, sense, the scissors here, mm-hmm. where she, she takes them out to cut holes in the mac and cheese, but she just opens them and stares at them for a little bit Stares at herself in the reflection of the coffee the distorted maker, distorted reflection. On the appliance. As though she might use those scissors for something else, and then like the spell is broken because Arya
1: shows up. Well, but it's just even to suggest that, but to take the time to suggest something visually mm-hmm. is amazing. For I feel like a, a teen murder show. It's very subtle. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's just it. It's I mean they. It's in the shot, but like if you were. On your phone, or not paying close attention, you might miss it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Arya shows up, and Spencer's just like, "Yeah, get better piss at me now." But
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, yeah, that tasty microwave meal is like the psychological meal of the storyline. Um, I love that she's she's just like, whatever, Aria just get to like crying or yelling or whatever the fuck you're gonna do.
0: Well, she's in this just complete fatalistic mode now or she's just like maybe we deserve this yeah maybe if we weren't lying constantly we wouldn't be in the situation and are just like yeah i'm fine by the way <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your concern i'm doing just fine yeah but yeah this is spencer at her most nihilistic probably not at her most because uh it's only getting worse <laughs> yeah, I was gonna here, say,
1: <laughs> it does get a little bit worse yeah uh, i mean can you just imagine like, if they had actually made her evil? Can you imagine the the Spencer Hastings and the other liars scene of like, so, it's treason then, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> well, I think just in these
0: scenes, like her with Emily earlier, her with Arya now, like she's really pushing them away. Yeah. And it's not, like there's no attempt for her to smooth it over. No. You know, it's, it's not like, hey, I'm just going through a rough time right now or whatever. Like she's really getting antagonistic. And the other liars, they don't know how to deal with it no. Spencer's their leader.
2: Yeah.
1: So Emily asked CC about Beach Hottie on a park bench in front of um, Lucky Leon's.
0: The whole pregnancy bit here where Allie was late and CC's just like, it was an intense two weeks.
1: Vanessa uh. I mean, Ray is so good and all this stuff. Also, so we get the flashback to Annie's Crab Shack. Best um, Legs in Town. Best Legs in Town at Cape May that summer. Mm-hmm. Um. Jason won't leave his weed to be with his smoking hot girlfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cece says, well, somebody call Jason and tell him to leave his weed and come meet up with us. I love how she says that after slamming a bottle of beer down.
1: Yeah. Great. I mean, like I'm looking at this place and there's like the picnic table, tablecloths and crab legs. And this doesn't look like fun to me, but they are having a great goddamn time. Oh
0: yeah. And then Cece notices like Allie, like lurking behind a tree, like a sad bastard.
1: Like, like, shoeless mm-hmm. I think
0: looking very young yeah 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 he goes there, talks to Ali Ali reveals that she's late she doesn't know what to do the guy whoever the guy is Beachbody will kill her if he finds out
2: mm-hmm.
0: and CC just two weeks late CC back in the present is like I'm not a doctor or anything actually I'm I a secret PhD but you know she seemed to think she was late
1: I have enough degrees where I could host my own radio show I'll mm-hmm. put it that way
0: <laughs> and so that that's Another wrinkle on this possible new suspect. Whoever killed Ali may have been the one who knocked her up and was killing her to get rid of the pregnancy, something like that, you know.
1: I love just oh, Arya can hold court from her couch with her phone. Mm-hmm. So many scenes.
0: Yeah, meanwhile Hannah has followed Paige to this like lesbian night or lesbian it's I
1: don't know, this a lesbian
0: bar or is just a girl's a lesbian night at the bar. Girls' night, yeah. Whatever. A uh, bunch of lesbians there she's the only straight one so she's getting drinks sent at her left and right
1: mm-hmm. oh spencer spencer on the stairs what is she drinking
0: i believe that's a vodka soda
1: oh the ren drink
0: yeah i mean oh that's her drink yeah right
1: well so she's uh, doesn't pick up the family love for the scotch
0: i think she goes vodka soda I mean, maybe when she gets a little older she'll switch to scotch but... which is why
1: ren has to come back in 7b yeah see open that loop and we have to close it um yeah, so Hannah's following Paige uh, to the lesbian bar of Paige and Shauna. Then uh,
0: we don't know who Spencer's texting. When I first watched this, I thought it was Toby. Obviously, that's not the case. What did you think?
1: I I, I think way back when I first watched it, I rotated between like Toby or Mona. Mm, okay. Um, it's not either. It's even better. Oh, yes.
0: Yes, it is indeed. Uh, we go, I think, back to the lesbian bar at this point where hannah gets a drink sent to her it's a pink drink it's a raspberry flirtini she's uh oh we should mention Paige is talking to shauna who i'm trying to remember is this if you take out the webisodes is this the first time we've seen shauna on pll itself do we
1: see her costume shop earlier
0: i i can't remember if that was all in the webisodes or not it might have been it's it's all blurred to me. I mean, yeah, I you don't I look you don't up. see
1: the liars picking their outfits for the Halloween train. They just mm-hmm. have them. Whoa. Yeah, don't worry,
0: don't worry. What I'm doing on the computer? I'm just
1: transfixed by mm-hmm. all of this. Um, yeah. So back at Aria's uh, house, Byron has a fancy grilled cheese that he makes.
0: Yeah, some more stare downs from Mona, or not Mona from Aria. <laughs>
1: Where Arya just stares him down
0: until he offers to make grilled cheese, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, I will allow you. Make me the grilled cheese."
1: Um, Emily goes to see Arya. Then, uh, t- man, this show is heavy duty. Poor Emily had to look up whether or not her friend's possible pregnancy would show up in an autopsy. That's a Google search right there. That is a hell of a fucking Google search. <laughs> would a baby
0: show up in an autopsy if? It was uh, only a, a month or two into the pregnancy, and the body had decomposed for a year.
1: That's a real ass jeeves situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh shit, this is my mom's work laptop." <laughs> oh well. Um. Yeah, Hannah. Hannah being stealthy at the pink drink palace is hilarious. There's
0: this like crouch walk she does. I don't know how she does in this. heels. In heels, she's like walking crouch down. I feel like she has like. Extra joints or or something to pull that off. It's like a cat or something. Yeah, it's it's such a funny thing. But then she stands back up, and the girl who sent her the drinks right there. And so Hannah's just like hanging out, like dancing with her, but trying to move around her to keep an eye on Paige and Shauna. Yeah. And then this girl's uh, her gr- her girlfriend shows up, and Hannah gets a drink thrown in her face,
1: calls her a peroxide piece of trash. That girl's got a serious cocktail too.
0: Yeah, I feel like. Hannah's most insulted that uh she was called a peroxide piece of trash, you know. She's like, this is natural.
1: Yeah, also we'll mm-hmm. find out that that was Jen in her class. She could taste some of it, yeah. Yeah, some of got in her mouth. Um so yeah, Emily visits her mom. This is one of the dumbest moves Emily's ever made,
0: running into the cops <laughs> with this notebook. What are you thinking, Emily? Every time you guys go to the cops, it's a bad idea. Like they they haven't like photocopied that notebook yet or, or, or like taking had pictures had of it yeah Spencer take pictures on her phone or anything Spencer barely even
1: knows about it. Let me let me double up though. Like double stupid not just taken to the cops taken to her mom and the cops.
0: Yeah it's <laughs> mm, bad bad move very bad move by Emily there is what happens when the Tolpa's master prime whatever is having like a complete mental breakdown uh Bad decisions are made all around. I'm looking to see when Shauna was in what episodes, but I'm not having any luck on the wiki. Oh, here we go. Guest stars. What's her name? She has like a great name. It's like Ariel Miranda. Yeah. And she's not even in the list. Fucking a. Really? Yeah. That's shitty. She doesn't
1: have dialogue right episode.
0: Oh, wait. This is 19. Let me go back to 17. It's good radio. Yeah. Out of the frying pan into the inferno. Anyways, continue to talk.
1: Um. So then we get Spencer. The scene. This. This, to me, along with the I'm Your Puppet scene, this might be drenched in amber and preserved for all times. This, this is an actor showcase. Spencer in the car, about to go into the diner with whoever she's meeting. The tears in the rearview mirror, then the eye makeup, then more, then more tears. tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then she, lipstick,
0: then more tears. Yeah, She
1: needs all of the fucking awards for this scene, this episode, this role, this life. Um...
0: And to me, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just like a guy thing, but I find it fascinating just watching somebody put makeup on in general. It's not something I ever do. So just like seeing the process and how she does it is interesting in the middle of this like really emotional Psychologically, scene as well. Logically
1: yeah. it feels like a much more direct metaphor for creating yourself or the version mm-hmm. of your stuff you're putting out there. I mean, guys, what do we do? Like run our hand through the hair? The if that. Well, I guess guys like us. Other guys, yeah. you know, probably groom. Um, <laughs>
0: those guys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah it's an amazing scene it the the way it just keeps going and going it's like it's like oh she's gonna pull together in a rally nope she's not (laughs) she's crying again smearing her new makeup that she just put on
1: oh god it's so fucking real and yet she's she's so like i don't know like glamorous and lost at the same time Mm -hmm. and spencer's at her best Mm mm-hmm
0: I mean, how long is the scene? It's like almost a minute long. I want to say too. Like yeah,
1: it, and it just they just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I like to think that like the note from Maya Goldsmith was just like if you cut this, I will cut you. Yeah. Um, so Emily and Hannah are at the police station. Yeah, it's like a minute
0: and a half. That's that's impressive.
1: Uh, Emily and at the police station, they have a conversation. There's a great exchange where Emily's like. You were at a club, and Hannah's like, "It was more of a bar." Oh, what bar? <laughs> oh, it was more Smart of a club. club. You wouldn't have heard of it.
0: <laughs> and she's like, "Emily, you're dumb. You won't ask follow up questions on yeah. that." <laughs> Even though I'm obviously lying to you.
1: Well, it's all in service to like not bring up Paige, right? Yeah,
0: it's like her he, way of well, protecting she, Emily because she thinks that Paige is stepping out on Emily. Uh, there's the whole bit. I think it's with Ashley Marin later, where she's like, "What would Caleb be doing hanging out at a lesbian bar?" which I want to say it was Heather Hogan's recap. I had some great, great Caleb hair jokes in regards to that. I think it was Heather Hogan's. It might have been Jacob, but there are jokes to be made for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: uh... <On> the... <laughs> <laughs> they immediately, like, as soon as they turn in this notebook, which is a stupid fucking idea, then they're like, oh, shit. There's a photo of Wilden at Cape May on the wall at the uh, the cop station. like Wearing board shorts. Immediate boner. Like huge mistake.
1: Immediate boner.
0: I mean, you know in the yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. in the terms of making a mistake, not yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of boner. Yeah,
1: <laughs> immediate boner says Benjamin Light. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the poster. Um, yeah. yeah so Spencer's meeting with Miles Corwin. I almost wish we'd met this guy like once before
0: in some context, yeah. maybe with Peter Hastings or something, just so it could be because you're like, who the fuck is she meeting? Oh shit, what's going on? And it's just like, who's that guy? You know, it's like I've never seen this guy before. But, I mean, he this guy does a great job with the material well, he has.
1: It's so understated. He's never like, by the way, I'm a PI or I'm a private dick or whatever. It's just like she wants him to find something. I love his, like, you said you're 18, right? He's drinking tea. It's very much... Are you making a comment there? No, but I mean, like, you know, he's a private eye. He's not, like, mm-hmm. drinking a hard drink or anything. He's drinking tea. He's very chill. A lot of these kind of characters on PLL are, are very... Ridiculous or over the top, and that's what they're memorable—like baking a cake or like the Mm -hmm. weird Jonah guy. But like this guy is just chill.
0: But at the same time, the scene is played as though she's whoring herself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like intentionally. Yeah, it's like play this like, like this is a a trick you're about to turn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I love this guy. I almost wish we watched uh, 318 because he's great in that too. But his
1: his smile, his little smile as she rips herself out of the picture with Toby is so good.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very slight smile. He doesn't say anything. He's not gonna show her up, but it's like this guy is a salty veteran. He knows well, what's up.
1: But like because he's had probably a thousand of these kind of cases. But mm-hmm. like it, it works on so many levels because it's like further effacement for her. And she tears up the remnants that she keeps the picture of herself she's tearing up herself. Yeah, yeah she's tearing herself up and throwing it away. <sighs> this just
0: makes me regret like I I once almost got a job working for PI. I couldn't take it because I didn't have a car at that point. That's one of my great regrets in life is that like if I could go back in time, I would have like found a way to take that job.
1: But you were going to be like a tech guy, right?
0: I would I would have been the guy who drives around and videotapes people doing the things they're not supposed to be doing.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: And so it was like you're going to have to drive all the way around NorCal to do that. So you need like a reliable transportation. And I like just got out of college, where I never needed a Why car. Why does so the
1: PI do that?
0: It's like. In California, the PI, like you, in order to be a PI in California, you need a license for it. In order to get a license, you have to have been law enforcement or for a least, certain amount of time. Yes, so it's like years. a PI gets their license, opens their firm, and then like As the pages. people under them, they don't have to have a license if they're working for the PI.
1: So you're basically like you would have been the win from Supergirl.
0: There you go. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I like to think, uh, what's the guy from Homeland? she's got like her two little like side agents or oh, the big hires show? I think they're. I don't know I don't watch
1: the show anymore but like know you know like the, the guy, guy with the, the shield, little bluetooth and, thing the guy from the shield yeah. and then like his little brother or cousin or whatever i mean, yeah. like that guy yeah huh anyway
0: regrets I've had
1: a few <clears throat> you should probably find a photo of yourself and tear it up <laughs> um so actually, and I'll just tear out Keegan Allen from it first <laughs> First of all, you need a photo of you and Keegan Allen.
0: Step one. Yes.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Also, um, just want to point out again from the photo on Twitter, not my calendar of Keegan Allen.
0: <laughs> you wish it was your calendar.
1: Not my uh, 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 restraining order to be worried about this time. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Mm, okay. I think you're still ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. If he had like a whiteboard <laughs> of which of us isn't fractured on him more. <laughs>
0: I love Ashley Marin, and she finding out about Hannah, like uh, stalking Paige, and finding out that she thinks Paige is stepping out. And Ashley's just like, "Can I make a suggestion?
1: Stay out of it." What's a pink drink? Is it a code for something gay? Like, no. no, it's just a pink drink. <laughs> I what it's like. What was it
0: called? Like a raspberry thirtini. I yes. guess it's like raspberry syrup and gin. There's got to be something else in there,
1: right? Okay, so yeah, maybe. Like club soda, maybe? I mean, it could still have vodka. I, w- I presume that the gin was in the girlfriend throwing the drinks drink. Okay,
0: okay, true, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe the Flirtini was something else, but it was a very pale shade of pink. So yeah. I'm guessing some sort of raspberry syrup and probably club soda or tonic water and vodka.
1: It vodka seems like, like, like the,
0: what you would pair with that. Yeah,
1: it seems like a pretty watered-down cocktail yeah
0: i mean it was big though too so like i i, I guess you're you're gonna get your alcohol there but you're gonna drink it you want a lot of soda touch of
1: alcohol and raspberry flirtini. i don't think you order raspberry flirtini to get fucked
0: up i mean if you drink enough of
1: them well if you drink enough of anything
0: okay yeah fine. um i'm just saying I'm, I'm not knocking the flirtini you know if it tastes good drink it
1: this is a pro flirtini podcast mm-hmm.
0: i'm just rewinding now to see the drink that uh, hannah got thrown at her um Anyway, the the last scene of this episode is Ezra maximum cry face. Ezra, I'm about to meet my son. Um,
1: yeah, so he's giving her a hard time taking off when he starts like crying into his hands. He starts crying. Um, also, you can't get tough of someone. Like, you can't be real shitty with someone if you've just been pulling roly luggage. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a good look. Well, and he's like Arya's obviously like she's kind of
0: trying to reach out as subtly as she can. She's looking for a little assurance to mm-hmm. be like, you call me soon? In hell? When am I going to hear from you? Yeah. And he's not taking any opportunity to set her at ease at all. On purpose. Yeah, because he's a
1: dick. Yeah, he's a huge dick. Um, I love that shot, though, as the camera pulls up and makes her so tiny.
0: Oh, yeah, where it zooms up above. Which Okay, is like, so this girl's drink that she... That's gin, huh? I mean, that... I don't know what's in it with gin. It's red.
1: Yeah, obviously, it's something in there with it.
0: That th- that looks like something that's like just syrup and gin and like no mixer at all.
1: But I'm presuming when she talks about, like, oh, I could tell it was gin because it ended mm-hmm. up in my mouth.
0: It's it's from that drink. Yeah.
1: I mean, Hannah doesn't spill the Flirtini. I mean, what the
0: fuck is that, to be honest? That yeah. It looks like a cup of blood almost. Yes. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Ezra promised himself he wouldn't cry, but now he is. He just dries off because he's a dick. And then. Uh, the a tag is the hannah bobblehead not a funko a genuine bobblehead
1: why aren't there plo bobbleheads i love the aria one it looks great
0: i like how mona is there the mona doll just chilling in the dollhouse in the mm-hmm. background
1: with the creepy fucking clown on the wallpaper of the dollhouse
0: who's the other one here
1: there's another doll there hmm. i don't know it's leggy um, maybe that's shower harvey but presumably this is Redcoat doing it so is this shower harvey burning
0: i guess
1: i mean because it i like to light stuff on fire
0: I, I'm trying to remember what happens in 318. Like, does A go after Hannah in 318? I don't recall necessarily. Um, you you would think that A burning Hannah now means like Hannah's next, or Hannah's just done something to really upset A. But neither of those seem to apply. I mean, maybe she's just starting with Hannah, and like, shower's gonna like burn them all.
1: I feel like some of these A tags are just good.
0: I, some of them, they're just very much like, hey, this is neat, and they this... have nothing to do. Like, do you remember the uh, the bit where? There's like the glass heart that a breaks, and yeah. then like put some super glue in it in a box, and yeah. like we never saw the outcome of that.
1: Yeah, well, but like so to me, if this really goes nowhere, it still is more impactful than the the cutting the thing on the dude's bike, because by the time you get to the next episode, you you're like, huh, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, that out. guy. Yeah. Um, but this works better.
0: All right. Anyway, moving on to what becomes of the broken hearted great title, great song mm-hmm. written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins directed by Ron Lagomarsino. This is when Spencer is truly going off the handle
1: we Need We to give him a nickname too. Also, there's a flash of the X-Men trench coat in those previously.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It opens up the liars basically just talking about where Spencer and Hannah says something like, uh, we know Spencer is here because people be running away from her. Hmm. <laughs> Spencer is a, a hurricane of chaos right now.
1: Godzilla Hastings. Oh, um,
0: I get, like how Aria, like Emily's going to go find Spencer and talk to her, and Aria says, give her a riddle, you know, something to think about, something to occupy that brain of hers.
1: Aria and her plaid blazer. Aria knows Spencer. Her black and red plaid blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so they see Andrew firing her from the academic decathlon team because uh, <laughs> she's missed practice, which is Mona's plan. do oh, did she miss like one practice or something? One practice, yeah. <laughs> She's also wearing that amazing sweater.
0: Oh, with like the The tiger sweater. It's like a big like wool sweater with like a tiger. The tiger Lebowski sweater.
1: Yeah. 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 Also, she looks intense.
0: You can see the redness around her eyes. Yeah. She looks like she hasn't slept in a while. Yeah. She looks amazing.
1: Um, Yeah. Apparently their meetup or pre-meetup is in Lewisburg tonight
0: yeah the the academic oh yes this
1: right here which he puts on the shades this has got to be one of my favorite like a messages
0: spencer kind of brats off to emily and then puts some shades on and inside the shades is carved out you rat out t i take one of your three a i mean you would think these girls the other liars would have like know by now like hey one of us is acting super sketchy could a possibly
1: be part of it (laughs) oh i wonder yeah not like that's ever happened to us before. You'd
0: think they would have worked out like a code or something by now. Yeah. You know, like, like how like websites have one of those like canary posts where it's like, we haven't been subpoenaed by the NSA yet, you know, and then it just disappears when they have like something like that. Here's the code.
1: If I ever mm-hmm. take off my bra in front of Andrew Campbell, you know, shit's gone wrong.
0: <laughs> About to show him her cupcakes.
1: Um, Yeah. Especially her funky tiger thing. Um. So Hannah's stuck on Caleb's Uncle Daddy, Jamie. What's interesting about the Uncle Daddy storyline is I think it was such a resounding success that they were like, let's mount a soft sequel, but with Toby's mom. Mm-hmm. Well, they brought that guy to Rosewood. Ravenswood.
0: Raisin, Ravenswood. Raisin yeah, <laughs> um, but Yeah, they brought that guy to Ravenswood. <laughs> <laughs> See, people can't tell what you're laughing at. He's <laughs> laughing at a freeze for Arya looking very funny.
1: <laughs> um also yeah so aria as she's there you go she's trying to remember um (laughs) the academic advisor to the academic decathlon and hannah can't remember Then just screams out (laughs) horowitz oh this is i mentioned it last week because i thought it already happened this is when she gets the call from ezra's mom why is ezra's mom calling me we're not friends (laughs) we're not friends (laughs)
0: <laughs> well it's like all some sort of trap I mean I have to re- admit this is a great episode even with like two entire plot lines I don't give a shit about yeah you know, there's like Hannah and Caleb and the uncle daddy and there's Aria with baby fits and like his mom is kicking baby fits out it's just like whatever you know fuck let's him, get baby.
1: back to the good stuff CC fuck yeah CC who's like this is um, she's wearing something that I would think like, if Emperor Palpatine was a lady, this would be, like, his, like, sexual casual, casual I'm, outfit. I'm drawing a
0: complete blank on the artist, not Grace Slick. Uh, who is Fleetwood Mac? Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks. She's dressed like Stevie Nicks, basically, I feel like. This is, like, it's a like little... like, very loose and flowing.
1: Like a little... Like, like, like the Francesca Woodman version of Stevie Nicks. Like, a little mm-hmm. farther to the dark side. She's got, like, the evil Wonder Woman power bracelets. God, I love Stevie Nicks. I love Vanessa Ray on this show.
0: <laughs> she really does. So it's just some huge, weird, like... Those are almost gauntlets. Yeah, you know? yeah, she picked a flat bullets with
1: those. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what they're talking about here, but
1: oh, Spencer is making the grossest looking juicy thing.
0: This is such she a just Spencer thing. She's put a pickle thing. in there. I know this is. This it's is, yellow. I feel like this is what you do when you're. Uh, you just took a bad beat in a breakup or something. You just like start putting shit into blenders and watching it like a scientist. You know, she's like putting a pickle in here now i'm gonna feed a carrot in here it
1: looks like vomit
0: it looks disgusting and she's like sneering at the whole time and then andrew campbell shows up
1: uh he's really concerned about the nerd olympics um i I love this exchange because we get the callback in season five but the uh war's a game that has to be played with a smile stop quoting mona that's winston churchill well he sounds like mona
0: she eventually proposes some variation of like strip strip quiz or something where they're going to mm-hmm. quiz each other on world history and each time they get a question wrong they take off an article of clothing until one of them is naked and he's just like you're out of control and Spencer says not
1: yet. Yeah, using her feminine wiles. This is clearly the greatest day of Andrew's life. I know. It's like you know this dude can't say no to it. This, it's just like this is insane and probably illegal. Okay. This is like winning the lottery and immediately depositing it in your spank bank um this is also he'll turn around his swing vote when you win the
0: lottery and deposit into your spank bank do you have to take a cut out for the federal and state governments did you see like 40 percent? did
1: you see where the ryan care thing is that the you shouldn't get health care from the government if you won the lottery that's one of the things okay
0: yeah yeah we need a law for that sure (laughs)
1: um but yeah, so so he'll re- or change his uh, uh, swing vote to kick her off the team. Um, so when we come back to the quiz at one point, he's mostly naked and she loses a question and does the move where she takes the bra off under her shirt. The, uh, the flash ultimate dance. sex move? Yeah. yeah, the flash dance. Um,
0: he He is very much enjoying it. Although there is a part in this little game here where she gets a question wrong about a war between like the Athenians and the Spartans, and she guesses Trojan War, which I, I just don't believe that Spencer, as a world history buff, would ever get that wrong. I could only assume she's like intentionally getting some questions wrong to, you know, increase the, the vibe, you get, think she, you get think him she, closer to get, putting her back on the team.
1: You think she got cocky and he's edging?
0: Yes, exactly that.
1: That's <laughs> right. No one who knows
0: anything about world history would guess the Trojan War for that question. Just saying. Although they are playing like they're like trying to answer the questions before they've completed them. Yeah. It's like they don't, they're not even waiting for the context of the question. These two obviously are both extremely cocky in
1: their this, abilities. This guy who goes from this to like uh, a tutoring Aria later
0: <laughs> about like, the trial well, of the century. Well, couldn't date Spencer. So,
1: which is an interesting. It's like we, don't, we completely forget that that storyline happened. Oh, we as get we it. It was pre Spalip. We get a whole
0: carpenter thing from Andrew at one point, don't we? Doesn't he reference the carpenter?
1: I think he does in like that, season five. Isn't that just Ren's thing?
0: I, I want to say Andrew does too at one point. Like, oh, he's still dating that carpenter.
1: You think Ren and Andrew like listen read the same blogs?
0: I don't know. It's like when he's helping her clean up and they find the, the rat. Yeah. Huh. I think that's when it happens. Uh anyways, uncle daddy business. This guy has an awfully nice chops off for being some like weird drifter. Um anyway, people don't care about this, so we're just going to keep moving on. I mean, this doesn't go anywhere, right? Is this, I, guy, this guy this guy's basically just like you're fucking amazing. You're like way too good for anyone. But fine, I'll do what you want me to do.
1: bt dubs I got paid in my last job with weed. Mm-hmm. Like, like how, how, much, how much weed? Yeah, yeah how much weed? It's like a big a big uh, bale of weed that is a comically large thing of weed yeah. <laughs> that's a barrel of pot
0: i mean did, did he just smoke it or did he move it
1: you know did he just invite some friends over and sweat lodge it was
0: it like in the wire where it was like we can pay you cash or we'll pay you double the amount in like you know solid cocaine and then you can, st- you can step on it on your own and sell it and, and take a bunch of profit. You just got to do the work on your own. I'm
1: just remembering that that we saw with the, uh, how'd you get it here? In my booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get an affection in your booty hole. Um, And then Emily shows up, <laughs> poor Andrew. <laughs> Andrew not playing it cool at all. He's
0: like, oh my God, Emily Fields is here. <laughs> He's like scrambling to get his clothes in right now. Spencer does not give a fuck. She's just like, uh, eh, whatever.
1: I <laughs> he runs out with
0: the I clothes.
1: Know. Like, covering up his, his shame, too.
0: Spencer feels no shame at all.
1: But Emily's just like, should I have brought more cupcakes?
0: <laughs> oh, and
1: she's like, what are you doing,
0: Spencer? And Spencer's like, obviously, I'm trading sex for a spot on Academic Decathlon. What does it look like I'm doing?
1: <laughs> well, I, I I would love to see this conversation, like, prolonged. Because Spencer's like, oh, don't worry. I would have never actually done a thing with him. He's an idiot compared to me.
0: I feel like she's in a place now where she wants some revenge on Toby. I think it's Andrew's lucky day if Emily doesn't show up.
1: You know, it's funny. I feel like the only time we've ever really talked about revenge sex mm-hmm. on the podcast was uh, uh, Antonio and Antonio's oh, master. God, yeah. That fucking piece what of was shit that
0: guy. I hated his name. Not Felix. What was his name? Stash, bro. The Pew Stash Riley? is Riley. Riley, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Four man's Riley. Chad Michael Murray.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I, I always love. Like one of my favorite Allison moments, um, like present day real Allison moments before she became the real weird, Allison, which well, before she became the real, the, the weird housewife mm-hmm. is when she's on trial and she's buried by the, the story from like the archery thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever like a character is just like crushed by their own legend. I love that. So Spencer, she starts here with like she wants a break from being Spencer.
0: Oh, so I think what you're saying is it had had Emily not showed up and this played out completely. She would have, like, so destroyed Andrew sexually that he would have, like, broken something and not been able to be on the team anymore, thus not able to change his swing vote and get her on the squad. I think that's what you're Is saying. Is that what right? you thought
1: I was saying? Yes, of course. No. Come on. You thought she was going like, to, like, sexy, fatty Arbuckle him? Yes. I mean, that, that would be the dramatic irony, right? Okay. Do you remember when we listened to that love line where the guy like broke his cock?
0: No. <laughs> I'm sure there have been a few love lines like that.
1: <laughs> That's good radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Just thinking about the Holocaust.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. A uh, little fits here. There's this whole storyline where his mom has figured out he was crashing at Ezra's. So he has to leave. He is a fucking slob. Yeah, he's fucking he, gross. This is like...
1: Also, yeah. what, is that, what is that bead thing on the wall behind her? Is it like an abacus? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. Some sort of weird artwork.
1: But like, this guy is kind of a
0: dick. Like, you totally trash your older brother's place. He's like ruined one of his pots. Which he tries to throw away. He tries to just throw it away. He's like trying to steal the cereal. There's just junk everywhere and trash.
1: Not like chuck it in the dumpster. Like, he's like like blatantly like in the, the kitchen trash thing where it will be seen
0: i mean i can see if this is your own room mm-hmm. you live like a slot whatever if you're crashing at someone else's place like yeah. have some manners yeah but yeah aria takes pity on him because she needs a plot line i guess i don't know and then cc <laughs> cc needs a photographer for her trunk show or i don't know what she's doing but she needs a photographer for a website. That's right. Oh, yeah. She has a great line here. She says, I hired some dork on some bogus website. We showed up to shoot photos with its phone. Idiot. <laughs> so Arya's going to go use her photo skills and take some photos of like weird jade Buddhas like wearing necklaces and stuff like that. But
1: not the three eyed omnipotent baby on the not wall. Not Bruce.
0: No. Is that his name? Uh, I believe Cabernet and A named him Bruce. I don't know if there's anything more official than that.
1: Why Bruce? Like the I'm shark and Jaws? I have to ask them. I, don't, I can't remember. This is me officially asking them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, f- I almost feel bad for Cece's aggressively sober boss who keeps putting these bizarre tasks upon her. Like, does the boss exist? I'm I'm leaning now CC, towards no.
0: Cece always has some weird crisis with her boss where it's just like, oh my god, I have to have this trunk show by tomorrow, or my boss is gonna kill me, or oh, I need this website up, or my boss is gonna kill me.
1: I know, like uh, last time, I have thought, okay, maybe she just owns this place and mm-hmm. whatever through her shell company. But like something. now, I think it's like a John Hawks thing from Identity, where it's like the real owner's just tied up in the
0: back, mm, okay, <laughs> with a baseball bat down their throat. Yes. They
3: all like, had the same birthday.
1: Like the younger B- Busey. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that Busey. Um, so Emily talks to, to Jason at school, mentions Cece. <laughs> He's just like, what? This is fucking town. Um, they talk about Wilden, blah, blah, blah. They're going to get a uh, photo of Allison from that summer from Kendi Laurentiis' new office.
0: Yeah, Jason's just like chilling in a room, I guess, counseling. I'm surprised the school employs him. Like, is this his job or...
1: It's probably a good thing that he had to leave town after this episode because I would think that like new counselor Jesse would fire this guy. I guess, would, would he
0: is Jesse replacing Jason or is Jesse like uh, apart and above Jason? I guess would be the question.
1: Number one, I think Jesse's probably on staff salary. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're paying Jason.
0: Jason, he's getting paid in uh, like a uh, able to con- be in contact with teenagers and possibly like some donuts or something probably. Maybe welcome, a stipend.
1: You're welcome to the leftover coffee yeah. in this teacher's you lounge. You can put it on your resume. But only after 9-15.
0: You can put it on your transcript, Jason. You can put on your transcript, yeah. You need to apply to a community college.
3: But while, I feel uh,
1: like he's, well, before you get to this scene, mm-hmm. oh, this beautiful scene, the still life of Spencer, but like, I feel like Jesse's like, Jason, I looked at your qualifications. You have none. <laughs> this isn't even a resume. It's a napkin. <laughs>
0: He's been high a lot, like, for several years.
1: Yeah, that's that'll scare kids mm-hmm. straight. So Melissa's making dinner. Uh, Spencer's contemplating the fuck out of this bowl of fruit. Oh, my God.
0: She's just staring down the fruit.
1: Like, she it's can great. change the molecular like cohesion of it by staring at it. I
0: just love... Uh, this is Lager Cena, right? Like, mm-hmm. I wonder, is this in the script, or is this something they came up with on set? Like, to just be like, let's open this scene with Spencer contemplating the fruit. Like, she wants to, like, destroy... Every banana that ever existed or something.
1: This is uh this is the kind of classic stuff you get when Troy and an L dog mm-hmm. work together.
0: <laughs> Melissa's making dinner, and then who should show up? But Ren. And Melissa's just like, what the fuck is he doing
1: here? Oh Melissa, how how spanking of a surprise to see you at your own home.
0: <laughs> Melissa's like, I'm gonna go eat in the barn. He's like, Oh,
1: we should hang out sometime. And she's just like, fucking yeah. <laughs>
0: One of the greatest Melissa expressions ever. I
1: like to think that she's taking all of the dinner with her, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and none for Ren.
0: Yeah, none for Ren at all.
1: Yeah, so Mona called Ren because she recognized self-destructive aggressive behavior. <laughs> so Spencer immediately capitalized on this. Like, she weaponizes Ren as her ride.
0: Well, you see the wheels turn in Spencer's mind where she's just like, I need to hurt somebody soon. Like, I will pretend that you're helping me out, Ren, And Oh, yeah, why don't you take me to a place? I just thought of this place as, as, as it was like a film festival or something.
1: Yeah. but
0: Obviously, well, has, he's just there's like, no film festival. He's so
1: yet. excited. Like, oh, a damaged teenage girl? Jolly good. Uh,
0: I had some notes here about Ran in general. Um, maybe we'll get to them a little later. I just wonder, like, the connection between him and Mona is interesting.
1: Um, like her correcting his spelling.
0: Well, it's like, is there something more there, or is it all on the
1: surface? I guess
0: you know. I mean, we know Ren's coming back eventually.
1: I just assume that he is a massive red herring when he comes
0: back. What if? uh We'll get to in the next episode, but okay. yeah, I have some big
1: ideas about that.
0: Um, but yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna go not on a date, just a mental health outing. Go to this film festival which doesn't exist which
1: he's 100 percent hoping ends up but what is he hoping bases.
0: for because it's it's not like he ever really tries hard like he he will back off at any moment so i guess he's just hoping that like he's gonna let i don't i don't know like he seems i don't i don't want to say he's like completely ethical because obviously he's not but like i don't think he would intentionally try to take advantage of somebody going through a mental breakdown I feel like he has some standards at least like he didn't try to take advantage of Spencer when she was drunk but I don't think he would necessarily try now like I don't know what he's doing
1: I think he's looking for some psychological over the pants stuff okay um,
0: just on top of the clothes
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. okay yeah but psychologically mm-hmm. um so yeah Hannah set up dinner at the brew with Caleb and Uncle Daddy Jamie um, Caleb
0: got all dressed up in a button up shirt and he slicked his hair back and uh, yeah. And then Uncle Daddy doesn't show up till almost the end when they're about to leave.
1: Completely boring note. Uh, the song that they use here is called Please Don't Find Me by Silver Twilight. It's the first time they've used it of two on the show. The second will be when Allison's in the phone booth needing money, like the following okay. season. Yeah. Um, oh, I love Cece just appraising these two. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Cece
0: watching Aria and Baby Fits and and obviously the wheels are turning in her head It's the what she can do with this new information I, as she pours herself some wine into a paper cup.
1: I see a little bit of the Stevie Nicks things. Throw in some more like steven Tyler scarves, and this could be a mm, Stevie Nicks thing. Okay. Not enough a scarves. If you've ever seen like the uh, Helen Slater Supergirl movie, she looks like uh, Faye Dunaway in that, who plays mm. the villain. Um, yeah. So CC and Arya and Wes here, and Arya, uh, CC's like, oh, you've got a two for one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wes. Well, like, from the rest of this episode on, let his accent slip constantly. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, Uncle Daddy shows up. It's awkward with Kayla, but then they they start to have a fun conversation, basically just because Hannah's doing all the work there and talking about how she almost peed her pants and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or she, she would rather piss her pants rather than leave the two of them alone. Yeah. Wes mentions at one point that I think this is after... <laughs> oh wait we'll okay we'll get to wes in a sec but first the the bottle prank here
1: oh i love this because i think so the previous a tag we saw a buying all this booze mm-hmm. um so they they pull up to the dealer's house there's all the bottles on the porch and this is like actually my favorite jason line ever looks like someone's offering me a drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> he th- says it's something Allie would have done which yeah. i don't know i feel like there's a lot in this half season where it's wanting us to think that perhaps Allie is a
1: also, I think, what kind of budget did Ali operate on?
0: I'm pretty sure we talked about this the first time we did this episode, did but like, that's got to be at least a $1,000 worth of booze. Didn't there. we
1: talk about how they shouldn't be throwing away the booze, they should be reselling it? They
0: should be going next door to Peter Hastings <laughs> and saying, 1000 bucks cash, right now it's all yours.
1: <laughs> we have a deal or we have a deal, spit in your hand and shake on it. No, 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 no. First of all, Peter will find a loophole in a spit shake. Mm-hmm. Peter's like, I'll give you $0.15 cents on the dollar for every one of these bottles. Peter
0: Peter has is gonna like cite some uh, like Supreme Court case on the validity
1: of a spit shake. The president, it's me versus fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so that's a lot of fucking booze
0: is all I'm saying. That's uh, yeah. At least a thousand dollars. He could make some money there, Jason. Instead he's just pouring it out and breaking the bottles.
1: Yeah, so he's well she gets like a text and is like staring into the woods and stuff. And he is hilariously just like harumphing in the <laughs> background.
0: Yeah, Tex, better tell him to save a couple; he might need it.
1: Like
2: this that. fucking town.
1: It's like A
0: has already figured out he's going there, where they're going, and like set up the death trap, and it's just waiting now.
1: Which I'm thinking, like, man, it's impressive. Do we still want to do this? <laughs> yeah, I know. You maybe call it off at this point, Emily. Well, like, what? Here's what I love about A's panache: sets up a death trap. Doesn't bother to just get the photo before them. <laughs> <No. laughs> he wants to see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, I'll allow it. Um, well, and also,
0: I, like the he's pouring out the, the bottles. I believe in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a spot on the Dillinger's lawn where like nothing grows now because it had
1: like twenty gallons of Scotch poured on it? Here's what you do: you hire the neighbor boy mm-hmm. Toby to come clean it up. You pay him extra twenty. Does the whole thing about a shirt on.
0: Mm-hmm. that's it that's it okay but how do you clean up 20
1: gallons of scotch <laughs> well first of all you need a really big straw <laughs> i drink your scotch um yeah so while the liars are handling life and death shit aria deals with a wine stain on the rug <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh-oh knocked over a cup of wine like i, I guess the implications are getting a little toasty here on this wine toasty yeah
1: but like they're just taking photos of the fucking Buddha statues. I,
0: I like how he doesn't even realize that he knocked over the bottle at first. Like he just like walks right by and it's only like a few seconds later that R. This spots is a it.
1: metaphor for this kid's whole piece of shit life.
0: This kid is like we didn't watch the episode, but it was he he wanted to rebel just because
1: So he hit on his teacher.
0: He just like he was upset with his parents and like, oh man, being rich and going to prep school is such a burden. And so he, his method of rebellion was to fuck his teacher. Or try to. I
1: think he just hit on her.
0: I feel like like something happened there. Because the guy's it, the husband was coming after him.
1: You think he went to his teacher and he's like, I don't make love. I fuck. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, but it's like, is he trying to beat Ezra when he's doing that? Like a reverse Ezra? I have no
0: idea. He's like talking about like going to Halifax at some point, which really excites Arya. Like for some reason, the mention of Halifax. she's like, oh, Halifax.
1: Oh, shit, Canada. Yeah. That gets me going. Um,
0: yeah, I guess he's trying to pull it in Ezra here. like.
1: But he's like the definition of the, the Molly Ivins quote of like, uh, born, born on, on third, third he hit yeah. a triple. Yeah. He could run for president someday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Jason takes Emily to Ken's new office, which we're going to have to presume is in Philly. Um,
0: oh, oh, real quick, the Wes thing I was gonna say earlier, because um, he's talking about like carrying something that's he- he's moving that l- lamp post that was heavy, and he- Arya's like, "Are you gonna be able to carry that?" And he says, "Oh, I once carried my prom date over my shoulder." What? Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> Why? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there, Wes? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they Jason and Emily. Go to this office where ken went to get away from everyone and he's
1: like what are all these mason jars full of piss
0: <laughs> this fucking town
1: yeah so whenever allison like committed some kind of infraction against her father she would make him like a pathetic collage and he'd just be like oh my baby girl
0: mm-hmm. much like luke skywalker yeah exactly uh they eventually find the collage and... like
1: this is a girl who everyone presumes would buy like a thousand dollars worth of scotch as a prank and this is the best she can do and like, shadow box collages? Hey, what are you going to do? There's
0: <laughs> some, some hot glue involved there, I'm sure.
1: She's like, give me a break. I'm 13, playing a 17-year-old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they find this photo and, like, peel back the stuff covering it up and, oh, look at that. Not only is Wilden on this boat next to Allison, but so
1: is Cece. And Emily's like, hmm, it doesn't look good, but it also looks photoshopped.
0: I mean, you gotta wonder, at this point, CC is not like a yet, right? In this photo, no. So she's just happy to be reconnecting with the little sister she never got to spend time with, and she's like, "Hey, let's let's go hang out with this cop who's like twenty seven and wants to fuck you."
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately I'll be your this is probably a lot of young women's experience. I, I guess. <laughs> um, so this is a dumb question. I'm going to ask it anyways. Cape May summer. Is that the summer of which the Labor Day she disappears at the summer before?
0: Mm, I believe it is the summer of the Labor Day of Disappearance. Okay. I believe it's all that summer.
1: So Presumably I, only Mona is A at this point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. That, that would have started up by now. Also at one point I think CC mentions how like, oh yeah, 400 Delta flies wanted to rush her that summer or something. It's like,
1: That's your sister CC. Yeah, that's intense. Mm -hmm. Or now it's her cousin.
0: Whatever, though. You know, like, (laughs) raised sister, sure. Anyway, we get the flashback to Jason, like, stumbling outside. This sloppy motherfucker. Trying to drink from a cup, dropping it, going to the hose. And then, like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's uh, Melissa talking to Cece. Babe! Babe! This is one of the ones I think where this might be an unreliable narrator because he's drunk. Also, it's Jason. Well, that, that's what I'm saying.
1: I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter if he's drunk or not, it's Jason. I don't trust shit that comes out of his mouth.
0: I believe later on there like Cece says like Jason must have been drunk or something like that. Like I think that comes up in 610, if I'm
1: not mistaken. Yeah. Um also I love that Cece's wearing the yellow top.
0: Wasn't there before Cece existed on the show, back in like season one or season two, I believe we got another flashback of someone in a yellow top who was not Allison talking to Melissa if I'm not mistaken there's like I know there's a screen cap out there of a a girl in a yellow top turned around who's not Allison who's not Cece.
2: I'd love to see and it
0: was because it, it was like they hadn't cast her yet or something like that huh. tweeted us yeah anyway Jason but- then passed out was he there the rest of the night? He passes out on like a lawn chair next to a tree.
1: Is this where the cops find him and question him? And he's like, I've been in this lawn chair all night. That's my testimony. He's like,
0: oh, I never mentioned that to the cops because it kind of blew my whole alibi. Anyway.
1: My alibi of being a drunk past that <laughs> asshole.
0: I was high all night. I don't remember a thing. This uh, guy checks out.
1: I got uh, an email where someone said that this should have been our cameo right here. The two guys playing chess. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I always appreciate when people suggest that we should cameo as two guys playing chess.
0: Yeah, this is at this... Uh, Restaurant in Lewisburg or whatever. The right? home the, kitchen,
1: roadside inn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That uh, Ren takes Spencer to. He thinks they're just going to have a nice, fun dinner here mm-hmm. and maybe stay overnight. Doesn't like, isn't there oh. like mention of booking a room or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, she waits for him to go get a table and then immediately beelines her like the convention center part of this place,
1: which what the fuck kind of. Competition is this like a lodge that they understand? We're like, a look, you can't do better than this. You're rose. Well, guy. I mean, how big of a is this just a practice night? Like, they just like book the room for the practice? No, thing? I
0: think like the next night's the competition, it could be a practice night, but I mean, I, it's not like other people are going to show up to watch Academic Decathlon. Right. How big of a room do you really need?
1: I, is, it, is this like the pseudo dress rehearsal? I guess, yeah. Oh, so she has this great line where Andrew sees her as she goes in and they're all doing their thing. And he sees her, freaks out, runs up to her, and she's like, oh, Andrew, I didn't recognize you in clothes. <laughs> uh, and then there's Mrs. Horowitz. Horowitz.
0: And then Spencer attacks Mona. It's great.
1: Horowitz, who who shockingly, for whatever reason, will come back during the whole barrel fiasco. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How is Spencer not expelled for this as well? But this scene is also... Like one for the canon. Like this is amazing.
0: He gives great intervention.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh Spencer, who's looking cray cray now? <laughs> Look how adorable Mona is.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Spencer tries to choke her out. They like bodily carry Spencer out. Like Ren rushes in, of course.
1: Die! Die!
0: More, more baby fits in Arya. CC being shady as fuck in her car, lying about how her car got towed, yeah, and how she had to, like, go, you know, chase it down, or whatever. Yeah. All right, CC was, like, so obviously in-your-face shady through this whole thing. It kind of makes me wonder, like, are we overthinking the flash-forward stuff? Is there, like, a really obvious explanation that we're missing, just because we're looking for something more complicated?
1: Yeah, want the, real quick, on the previous scene, I I can't think enough how much I love that scene. It's like a bomb being dropped in, like, Spencer's world. And I feel mm-hmm. like we're we're slim pickings, just like yeehawing all the way down to oblivion. <laughs> but I love that Ren is like actively, really having to hold her back. I would love if like Troy was just like, "I'm going for it. I'm getting out of your arms," and he's like, "Oh shit," <laughs> she's like a like a Weasley cop. Um, yeah. So Arya is going to let Wes sleep at her place on the couch because he lied about having a buddy to stay with. Everyone's got a fucking buddy to stay with in this show.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, the buddy's not real. Meanwhile. Is, is this a Catholic church?
1: They're like lighting candles. I feel like this is like a weird non-denominational church in Rosewood.
0: And Hannah's lighting some candles. And she and Caleb are going to go have a heart-to-heart about how great Hannah is. And then make out in church. And then Ashley Marin shows up. And she says, amen. It's funny. The whole show. <laughs> the <laughs> spirit has been, moved you.
1: The whole show has been going on for like seven and a half years now. And like we've never realized that all the people in this town belong to a religion devoted to like a Porcine God Mm -hmm. who will come and reclaim the world and oink us into nothing. Um but yeah so Wes is going to save Arya, which is great because you know that adult man that teenage Arya is staying with Byron is going to find his little brother. The guy who gives Byron like like the fucking shits or whatever. It's Byron's going to find him on the couch. Sorry. Byron's going to find him on the couch. Probably sleeping in a thong or something.
0: Um Hannah puts the little $5 tip with the dice drawn on it in the church collection box and like weirdly the next episode we watch, it's four episodes later, this is going to come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that bell. Trying to remember how much happened in between there, but yeah. Yeah. I guess he, we just didn't see much of Uncle Daddy. I think like Caleb like went off camera and like hung out with his Uncle Daddy and like we just didn't see Caleb for a couple episodes and mm-hmm. that's what happens.
1: Um, but think about how the story of how like Uncle Daddy ran out on little baby Caleb, and then how Caleb later would ghost on both Hannah and Spencer mm-hmm. It's in his jeans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so learned from you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's cats in the cradle. I learned it from you, Dad. Um, you know we'll have a good time then. Um, My boy was just like me. Hold on, let me sing harmony. Um, because all <laughs> I really like, Dad, is to borrow the car key. Yeah. Anyway, so we get a celebration at the Marin House for this this deal um, with Hannah, Caleb, Jamie, Ashley, and Ted for pizza and beer. What a fucking shindig!
0: Oh yeah, that sounds like a barrel ass. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the elevator is malfunctioning. Uh, Ren is driving Spencer home. He takes a call on her phone from Melissa, which I thought was funny, just because Melissa is just like, "Ren, why are you answering the phone?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and he covers for her, so Spencer is grateful. It just makes me wonder, like, what what is Ren up to? Is is there another layer to what he's doing, or is he just like an incredibly cowardly person who Yes.
1: Okay. Do you think he do you think he wishes he had the balls to pull the trigger on being a skis ball, but like he actually gets off on being the good guy? I don't know. I mean, maybe because he never
0: really tries to pull the trigger. He's he'll always like walk right up to that line and
1: just be like, okay, never mind. I think he's, he's hoping that the teenage girls will cross it for him. I guess. And then he can be like, oh, I'm powerless to stop this. Yeah. Anyway, Ren. Always a shade, sir. He'll
0: be in the next episode. Uh, Arya,
2: red
1: boots.
0: Baby fits reciting poetry. I hate this guy.
1: Is it Eugene O'Neill?
0: What an asshole. Uh, they kiss and then Arya's just like, whoa, whoa, go away. Shut it down. I'm doing your brother. <laughs> The elevator breaks. Emily and Jason have to like open up. I like I like Jason opening the elevator doors. That's a nice shot. And they have to like climb out. This is some Final Destination shit right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that shot. She looks down and I mean the I-,
0: I can only assume Emily has seen Final Destination too because this is freaking her out. Um, she eventually escapes, but oh no, Jason couldn't get out in time. He just like screams as it goes all the way down. Does he
1: really try to? Doesn't he kind of? He doesn't of, get like, a
0: chance to. Like, he
1: kind of accept his fate here? Well,
0: because I mean, you'll see if you watch. Like, she gets out and she's like, "Okay, come on," and then, "Oh no!" I like, feel like
1: he purposely just lets it go and pulls back. I don't get from. But this it that starts it, falling immediately. I don't get from this that he's. Like, I don't know. He's he's not accepting his fate here. He doesn't have
0: a chance to get out.
1: This fucking town. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this fucking town's elevators. <laughs> he falls down screaming. This is a pretty good little moment here just because you're we like, oh shit, Jason just fell down an elevator shaft.
1: You know, oddly enough, I was like, this is good production values for PLL.
0: <laughs> Emily's like screaming, no, Jason. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the bit with the uh, the tip that Uncle Daddy gives to the delivery guy, it's the same dollar. I don't know how Mona managed this, Mona and Cece, but it's amazing.
1: I love that this cues off Ms. Mister and Bones uh, great band for PLO, like this one kind of the of, better montages I would yeah, say. Yeah, like a montage for PLO. Um, I like this band. I like this band on PLO. I like this song. I think they also use this song in the Game of Thrones season three trailer.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, because they use For and Machine for season two. But yeah, so then Emily gets the SOS. Well, they all get the SOSs. It's just like dun dun don,
0: dun. Yeah, yeah. Um, good little montage here of everyone getting the SOS. Even fucked up Spencer. They all go to the hospital where you say jason is like in one of those like neck braces he's all fucked up he barely survived uh what's his line here he says you and spencer were right about the nat club someone wants me dead The photo was gone yeah so i'm wondering we've heard about the nat club after this because she she brings it up to melissa uh-huh. but like even this late in the game they're still talking about the nat club yeah I feel like it's got to come back yeah Oh, also, there's a great line we skipped over when they're in the elevator and he opens up the elevator doors like manually and he says, have you done this before? And he goes, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> where would he have done it before?
1: Yeah. Uh, Jason, Jason's that weird 80s TV action hero where he's done everything in the world, but he can't remember it because he was so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a really great hostage negotiator, but I forgot because of the pot
0: yeah so everybody meets up outside in the waiting room including spencer and her she kind of like apologizes to emily but i feel like she's kind of apologizing to everyone you Mm -hmm. know about you know her recent erratic behavior
1: and apologizing emmy is emily is really apologizing to yourself Mm -hmm. and then
0: like the lady's like hey where'd your friend go and oh no jason is flowing the coop he's gone
1: is when he goes to aunt carol's to find jessica yeah and he can't stay there because the wind mm-hmm. <laughs> is staying there. So he's—I don't know—he goes to a motel or something. Yeah, so goes the the a- to rehab. <laughs> the A tag is the two A's place spin the bottle with whiskey bottles, the same brand um, as as the porch. Um, with the liars, like pictures. Yeah, they, they've
0: seen it before. What our, our listeners—they've
1: seen this episode. They know what the A tag is. I don't care. Okay, I like talking. I don't think all these people listening to this go back and rewatch these four episodes. It's the cheers. one with the bottles where they play spin the Cheers. Bottle. The ones who do, yeah. yeah. So they spin it, lands on Aria. They purposely turn it to Spencer and then clink the two glasses together as they drink. Um, if Some this is Toby, whiskey neat, yeah. If this is Toby, you should fucking hate him. This should be the death of Spencer. What if he's the one who picks Spencer? Well, if he's the one who, in general, who's toasting Spencer's demise. Oh, don't you have to though? Like I don't know. This you're is, undercover. This you got, is pretty shitty. You gotta, you
0: gotta die on Ooh, that lie. It's you know? Jim's
1: bourbon. Let's yeah. Finally, see the label. Um, Tucky straight whiskey. I, I think
0: I think you got to sell it. I I think if I were Toby undercover, I would be intentionally, maybe intentionally is the wrong word, but I would be aggressive in anything to do with messing with Spencer because I would not want it to seem like I was playing favorites or not really trying. You know, you got to sell your cover there
1: aggressively, Toby. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Aggressively, Toby. Aggressively, mm-hmm. Toby. aggressively <laughs> Toby. Aggressively, me. Anyway, that was what becomes the broken hearted <laughs> as we are two hours into our podcast. And now it's time for are your puppet and your I'm your puppet are your puppet. <gasps> I'm good. your puppet and you're laughing because Malcolm fell on the ground. <laughs> two hours to go, folks. <laughs> I do have the entire uh, the scene, you know, the scene. I have the whole thing. Do you really? Yeah. If you want to. I don't know. Oh, um, anyway. This is 323 I'm Your Puppet written by Oliver Goldstick and my goldsmith directed by Oliver Goldstick. One of his rare directing appearances.
2: Yeah.
0: I feel like he should direct more often. Yeah. He also I... did Unbridled. He's doing one coming up in 7B. I'm trying to remember what the other one he did was. He
1: did one other one. The Unbridled one. Because the whole crux of that episode was he wanted wedding bear dresses. Trap. <laughs> um, yeah. Wedding dresses in the bear trap. So. Um, at this point, Toby is presumably dead in the woods. Ari and Hannah have dunked Wilden's car in the lake. Uh, we start on the dark and stormy night in Radley as Nurse Lisa brings the Liars to visit Spencer.
0: Oh, I should mention, last episode, you were asking about the, uh, you know, you can't trust me anymore scene. I thought it was in this episode. It was in, like, the Yeah. So I got mixed up. But, yeah, so we missed that.
1: Uh, that, that see, there's a lot. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think that the I'm Your Puppet is the greatest PLL scene. I think that there's mm. there is a weirdly shaped pyramid with like twelve number one scenes.
0: There's a lot of great scenes. I'll give you that, but I think the scene of her dancing with Allie is my favorite PLL scene.
1: I think that might be you. In a nutshell, I mm-hmm. think uh, me in a nutshell is that you can't trust me anymore. You can't count really? on me anymore. Yeah, you take that one over. Mm, okay, because it is bitter and because it is my heart. Mm, okay. Um. So yeah. They want to tell Spencer that the body found in the park was not Toby's. She has a hard time believing that. Um I love her. Like she wants to stay in rally cuz she feels safe and she's like those bars they don't just keep you in, they keep others out, which is oof, heavy.
0: They don't make a loofah that scrapes out the inside of your head. Even heavier. I like Hannah's bit where she's like you're not you are not crazy this place is. Like Hannah doesn't want to accept the idea that like her friend could have something seriously wrong.
1: She's also like Hannah's a person of action, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not a person like, I'm going to sit and just quietly, like, ruminate on things. She wants to do shit. So don't sit here and be crazy. Get out and fucking not be crazy is what her, um, she's, her vibe is.
0: She's been to Radley somewhat as it is. I feel like she's probably thinking, like, th- this place is crazy. Like, this place will make you crazy. Um, It's not you, which, like, I I, I see where she's coming from there. Like, I would feel like I would go nuts in a place like this just in general, you know? Well,
1: the whole Mona being catatonic thing later on, Mona's like, that was just the pills they had me on or whatever. So it changed her meds. Yeah, I could see where like, yeah, Hannah would be like, this is not cool.
0: Also, don't eat anything here. I
1: saw a rat the size.
0: Of it. Yeah, And <laughs> she goes off on that. Um.
1: So after they depart.
0: Sp- well, Spencer just like leaves. And later on, the nurse is like, did you want to say bye to your friends? And Spencer's like, already did. Fuck them."
1: Yeah. So we start to see the great layout of this episode. Some pillow shenanigans. Um This, she just lays on the bed. It's raining outside. You get the great reflection of like the the rain on the window on the side of her face, like tears. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a she great shot. Stares there.
1: at us. It's not quite like a dead eyed stare though. It's just a it's, seriously lost. Hashtag haunted. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so that was. I mean, Spencer's fucked up pre credit sequence there, and then it's, Hannah is crashing at Emily's. For some reason i can't remember why exactly maybe it's because her mom is out of town
1: yeah and because wilden is after wilden, the car yeah. so yeah yeah so again jacob clifton is brilliant in a lot of ways but like his 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 simple brilliance of turns of phrase is like the uh it's not just putting the liars in the dolls, it's been the dollhouse and liars like i love the um uh, it's not like emily staying with hannah that's brilliant it's hannah staying with emily <laughs> Oh, any coffee flavor is free.
0: But yeah, Pam comments on what a slob Hannah is, which is funny. <laughs> these two, it's like she's they're constantly like, roommates, even though they're, you know, the odd couple. She's
1: like, that chick needs to learn how to fucking fold things. <laughs> at least she's not running out my water bill.
0: <laughs> Ezra got a single crawler donut for both him and Arya. Is that they're going to sheriff share? I guess at her request, she's like, just get us one of these. She's, she's nervous about any PDAs with him now because he's, like, interviewing for a job at the school, which that's pretty rich, art, Ezra. Like, after, after all this, you're going to try to get a job back at the school again.
1: Well, I don't know if you've heard, guys, but I am a white male. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I can do anything. Well, also, he needs. have you heard of Cronuts?
0: He needs a job to support his son, even though he's <laughs> not really supporting him or something like that. Like, I think that's, like, the impetus. It's like he... He needs like a, a real job. He can't just be pretending to write a novel anymore.
1: The or a tell all about his girlfriend's yeah. dead friend. Um <laughs> the the unspoken plot, at least in in Aria's concerns in this episode, is uh Ezra basically saying, Don't ever talk to me or my son again. <laughs> we had inside jokes. Um yeah, Aria uh Arya's a sensible one here. I feel like he is a creep. Um also do you think Malcolm's taking a karate class at the same time? dojo is Jake
0: I assume so yeah Malcolm you gotta ask yourself I'm pretty sure there's You're a scene in injured. 4A that acknowledges that
1: okay yeah um because Malcolm and Maggie left town without paying off their karate bills <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but I feel like in this episode Aria is beginning to see the writing on the wall with this situation here
1: Jake's like Arya, your ex-boyfriend's fake son and his mother owe me a lot of money in karate debt <laughs> You're going to have to fight it off. Um, but yeah, I
0: think Ella, she'll get an assist from Ella on this later. But I think even here in this opening scene, she's beginning to kind of get that, uh, you know, T's company, three's a crowd, is an even bigger crowd.
1: It, it's an interesting evolution from the start of the show when Arya is the the precocious teenage girl who hates not being referred to as an adult. And here she is the adult.
0: He is clearly not. Well, and, and I think she doesn't want to be. Yeah. yeah. He's like, actually... The whole kid thing, I'd rather not, you know. I'm actually still only seventeen.
1: She's um um who was the awesome Don Draper girlfriend, Doctor Fay from from uh, Mad Men? Uh sure. Yeah, when he's just like, watch my kid, and she's like, I don't do kids. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Although so, I
0: mean in terms of Mad Men, I think she'd be more like uh what's her face? Like Nora Zahetner.
1: Oh, the nurse I mean, next door?
0: Yeah, I think that's more of an Aria. I love Nora's. Are you getting yelled at by John Draper for being a bad babysitter? Oh, uh, Caleb likes the way Hannah's hair smells because Pam like spritz some air freshener in it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb, you stupid boy.
1: Hannah, it smells real classy, <laughs> real birdie like. <laughs> look at her. Look at her face. She's like, You're so simple. <laughs> You're so provincial. Um, Yeah, we get to Emily talking about Shauna and is like, <laughs> Shauna's cruising her, and I think she needs to shut it down before it turns into X in the city. <laughs> shut it down. Arya's like, I have been sitting on that zinger for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we get a uh, eventually an Eddie Lamb and Ren scene. Um, Spencer gets Mona's board game map. Well, this whole time in the background,
0: uh, Ella is like lurking around, throwing concern looks Caleb and Hannah's way because she's gonna have to weigh in on something in a little bit. But yeah, man, I I miss Eddie Lamb Reggie Austin. Where he at? Come back.
1: Wasn't he turned into a ghost on Agent Carter?
0: But like he came back. They like did some reverse, reverse ghost, reverse uh, dark matter or something. Or I can't remember what they called it. Like zero matter or something weird like that. Um, Anyway, there's this awkward scene where he's chatting with Spencer and about like, oh, this is a fun board game to play. Moni used to play it, and then Ren shows up. Just bosses all over him. It was like a complete dick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you make of all this? Because I think he says like, "Are we having another problem?"
1: Yeah, yeah. We're not having that same problem again, are we, mm-hmm. Eddie?
0: Um. I mean, you know how I feel about this. My head can for this.
1: Go on. Remind me
0: that uh, I feel like that Eddie Lamb at one point in time had a sister who was in a psych ward and perhaps killed herself. And so because of that, he imprints on any young women that come into the psych ward hmm. and begins treating them more, more personally than he should.
1: And is it possible that Ren has a very similar backstory, but rather than imprinting on them, he tries to get uh, downtown grabby? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like, you could read like a slight racial thing into it. I mean, yeah, it's there. I mean, he's being a fucking dick. And it's pretty it's pretty obvious. It doesn't make him look cool, though I'm sure he thinks it does. No, and it,
0: it it makes him look kind of authoritarian and asshole-ish, yeah, I would yeah. think, to Spencer.
1: But he's, he's ultimately trying to protect himself with something that Eddie Lamb could reveal. Or there's always a the chance that Eddie Lamb is into something shady.
0: Hey, yeah, it could be the other way. I don't think it is, but it, it could be.
1: Hmm. Um, you could have one or the other. Eddie Lamb returns or the N.A.T. Club is... Something. Oh man, that's tough.
0: Hmm. Can't we do both?
1: I uh <laughs> Eddie it. Lamb's like, sure, I like videos. <laughs> I feel like there's
0: more of an impact if the NAT Club returns. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it would be nice to see Eddie. Eddie Lamb
1: Lam or wren yeah. Both?
0: Okay. Oh, we know Ren's coming back. Um, I, I guess at this point, Eddie Lamb has been off the show for long enough that it's hard to see other than like tying up a minor lease and what what he'd be doing on the show. Five you know? years later, yeah. Yeah, it was five years later.
1: Um, yeah, so Spencer has Mona's board game map. Um, and which, she,
0: she figures out that there's instructions. I just have to
1: say, I am dying to know how the killer board game fits into 7B. Oh, the, that seems yeah, like a lot playtime? of time. Yeah.
0: So, Ella's yeah, teaching L- Macbeth now. Yeah, Ella's teaching Macbeth. She confronts. Hannah, she wants to know, she's been trying to get a hold of Ashley, like, how well did Ashley know Uncle Daddy before she recommended him? Mm-hmm. Like, does that, like, are they going to come down on Ashley too or something for vouching for Uncle Daddy?
1: I feel like, well, we find out in season five that the the old bitty gossip train about mm-hmm. Ashley is just intense.
0: I would think so, yeah. Yeah, so. Ashley is probably-, is probably, like, public enemy number one of all married women in Rosewood. And she
2: don't give a fuck. No. No.
0: But yeah, the church uh, restoration committee. I'm surprised they have one, um, but it, it they, they got a bad bell back mm-hmm. to the tune of eight thousand dollars or something like that.
1: Horrible bell. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's nothing like the bell by which a man hung himself <laughs> last year. Uh, so Veronica's in rally there. Oh, Spencer's. She first she's feeling Veronica. around the uh, uh map, kind of figuring out like like she finds that the it takes her a window that like has a. Like, like a fishy lock like no one realizes that the lock is broken and a window opens so she knows that there's something to the map and the bell
0: mm-hmm. yeah she, she knows that this uh map can take you places and rally such as escaping oh the places you'll go and of course we know that uh she's secretly already made a deal with mona at this point so mm-hmm. it's almost like she made the deal with mona and mona was like you'll have to figure out the rest on your own how you accomplish this you know like Mona's like, this is what you need to do. You need to kidnap Malcolm and take him. Like, I wonder how much, you know, guidance she gave him. Maybe it was just kidnap Malcolm for a while. And then Spencer has to figure out, you know, how she gets out of Radley and what she does.
1: But I feel like you're throwing that out there and it's not terrible, but to explain around Eddie Lamb being like, hey, check out this game. Yeah. Could be. Hmm. Never know. Mona works in mysterious ways. Um,
0: oh, so that reminds me of what I was going to say about Ren earlier. Um, what if Ren was kind of like a proto Archer Dunhill where, because he, he kind of showed up at the Radley or Radley Sanitarium just when Mona got ad- admitted there
2: mm-hmm.
0: and seemingly at least part of his role was to facilitate her kind of, I, you know, emotional craziness defense or whatever and get her out of there quickly. And so, what it, it's kind of like he's doing what Archer did for Cece.
1: Do we know for a fact that he showed up right when she? Well, he wasn't there before.
0: I mean, he shows up there in season three. But I so... mean, do
1: we know he doesn't work at Rally before?
0: It's never mentioned. I mean, it, it's implied that he just started doing that.
1: I'm just saying, by that logic, like. Yeah. Nurse Lisa just showed up at Radley. Not,
0: it's different. Come on. <laughs> Ren we've we'd seen Ren before. He'd never we'd seen him in another hospital the whole time. Suddenly now he's at
1: Radley. So you think he's like furniture to provide cover for her and like eventually get her out of there. Um or there's always possible that he's like the Renfield to her Renfield. Yeah, yeah. To her Dracul. Um I I'm just wondering if if
0: that was his role like if if Mona had something on Ren, like say Mona knows that Ren isn't a real doctor, like never passes like board certification or something like that, mm-hmm. if she has that, she can blackmail him. If she gets busted, she gets him to pull the strings and get her into Radley. And he helps her eventually get out of there with like a clean bill of health. And like, that's the service that he provided kind of somewhat against his will. Like that would be his
1: connection to the A game. Do you remember when it was written in ink on the internet that Charles was Ren? and that he okay, was yeah. not a real doctor. They just let him pretend to be a doctor as mm-hmm. he roamed up and down Radley, and apparently at the real medical hospital. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, because then I think that would explain why, like, if he only showed up at the Rad- at Radley Sanitarium, I keep saying the Radley, if he only showed up at Radley after Mona was admitted, like, somewhere in the interim there, like, CeCe was there, and then CeCe left, mm-hmm. right? So he, theoretically, may not have known that CeCe was Charlotte and was a patient there. Like, he could be, like, completely oblivious to that. Which is why he, the story he gives at the end of this episode about how uh, Melissa, you know, told Cece, you know, whatever the chain of events is there, to like, for Cece to want to come in and talk to Mona.
1: Rent, he rent, he yeah.
0: could theoretically be clueless about the whole Charlotte thing. And from his perspective, it all added up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess what's missing here is is having Eddie Lamb be on the sinking ship that was the Toby's mom storyline when we had like Dr. Palmer and all that shit and stay away from the blonde woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so
0: Yeah, so Uncle Daddy scenes. And Uncle Daddy plot lines. He has dinner with Caleb and Hannah. He gives Hannah like a nice little crucifixy thing. Uh and Hannah is very just like, oh hey, thanks. How how thoughtful. Like Hannah really suspects this dude now and like is doesn't know how to act about it
1: basically. Also, would she wear this? Uh, probably
0: not. I mean, maybe once. Like, when, when she knew she was going to meet him again. Mm. But, yeah, probably not.
1: Mm. Um. So, eventually, Veronica shows up at Radley uh, with Spencer. And she's she's being a mom. She's trying to make her daughter be okay, be and normal Spencer.
0: Ignoring she's, what Spencer's saying entirely.
1: Bringing her blouses and, and blazers. And I love that it's, like, it's the, the clothes you wear, the ensemble will... will Signal how well you are, and it's like, okay, don't put on the blazer. Just put on the blouse.
0: <laughs> Eventually, Spencer just like flips out and screams at her. She's like, "I said I'm not ready to go home." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the, is Toby not
1: the person we thought he was?
0: Well, um, yeah. But before I am that, not.
1: Before that, we get fantastic Veronica flashback of Allison.
0: It's like the last time I saw someone hanging on to his secret this hard, it was Allie, and a couple weeks later, she was dead. Yeah. Flashback. Veronica in her bathrobe here. Allie was, I guess, like sleeping over, but mm-hmm. left in the middle of the night. Veronica was like, I don't know, she's getting like some vodka or something or what she's doing in the middle of the night there.
1: Yeah, I can't tell if that's like fancy water it, or like might be fancy water. Or like the hard stuff.
0: Yeah. Might be fancy water because it's out of the fridge.
1: <laughs> it's vodka flavored water.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Ali surprises her. Allie's got a bloody lip. This is some great Sasha acting too here. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like you can't tell. She gets a hug from Veronica, and then she does the the crazy thing where like her her whole face changes mm-hmm. over Veronica's shoulder, and she's like, "I'm just being weird. Never mind." Uh,
1: this was feeding into my like for a while where I just assumed that Allison was dissociative. Hmm. Um, I wonder
0: if like maybe she's trying to have some kind of mother ish moment with Veronica.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Like, maybe she's got her wires crossed or or there's more to the,
1: the parentage story here. But she's implying that the bloody lip came from like going back home,
0: right? She had to go home to get something, I think is what she says. Yeah.
1: So there's always been this like this indication with the one flashback that we covered in one of our last episodes mm-hmm. where something dark happens Some, in that house. Something
0: bad in the, the dealer and his household. Yeah. Yeah. Allie coming over in the middle of the night feeling very upset.
1: Not enough locks in her door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so after that, I mean, Veronica definitely gets a vibe, and she's like, "I made up my mind about who, who went after her that night, and I kept that to myself." And- well,
0: I, I like the bit where Spencer's like, "You never told the cops that," and Veronica's like, "Of course I told the cops that. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Spencer, I'm not you.
1: <laughs> I am an officer of the court. God damn it. Yeah. Um yeah, this is the we get the is Toby not the person we thought he was?" I guess for a
0: long time Veronica suspected Jason because of that, but yeah. now she doesn't because I don't know, she realizes what like a dipshit he is or something. <laughs> like she just can't buy the idea of Jason being violent anymore. Like he's just high all the time.
1: I mean Jason's not a terrible guy, but like at the same time, if he spent a whole day like walking around with like the wrong shoes on the wrong feet, I'd believe it. Yeah. Um so Uncle Daddy got fired
0: gotta go find uh somebody to back him up on this bell story uh, he runs out of there and hannah's just like uh-huh can't even look- make eye contact with uh, caleb
1: but i like i like spencer can't leave it's not just that she's still working with mona it's that she's still she's still in the mystery she's still feeling this out because really the whole thing it's it's not just that toby broke her heart it's that she doesn't i don't think trust herself anymore and that's like the worst crime because yeah. mona um, broke her yeah. because mona broke her and now she's got to put herself back together. Um, so
0: she she's snuck the map into her room. We see her in the middle of the night taking it out and looking. And there's some paces that she needs to walk to get to this little star. Uh, that, you know, The star dro- drawn on the map. So she needs to find a star somewhere by following these instructions. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the liars have determined that the, the way to fix Spencer is to get definitive proof that the body that was found is not Toblerone. And so they have all dressed up in candy striper outfits to go to the morgue again. I love it when they have these away missions.
1: This is some good friendshipping right here. This is some, I love it. This is not about the mystery per se. It's about helping out Spencer. It's some real good friendship shit. And it's even more shocking because they somehow got Arya to come along.
0: I like that Arya has her hands in the pockets of the Candy Striver uniform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Arya is going to be lo- the lookout. I guess she just refused to go into the corpse room. Uh, Hannah is going to go in there with Emily. And it's like this whole thing where Arya is going to text any warnings to Emily's phone because Hannah's phone will be used to take a photo of the corpse they find.
1: This is like one of those plans you get so excited for making and you're so like sold on it that you don't realize it's stupid. Yeah. Oh, Hannah's worried about where you sell a hot bell.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the dialogue about the hot bell is great. She's like, where the fuck do you hawk a hot bell? And Aria is just like, it's, if it's bronze, well, you probably melt it down first. And she's like, melt it into
1: what? And Emily's just like, shut up, you guys. Shut up about the bell. And then she clunks their heads together like uh, the stooges. Emily's I just in charge. Love them talking about like where does one dispose of a hot bell? <laughs> but you gotta melt it down. <laughs> so Arya will see red coat on the elevator through the little like hall corner mirror. Um, which isn't the best part. The best part to me is not only the, these two having to like unzip all the body bags and Hannah <laughs> fondling the various saws that you Well, Hannah gets existential here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's
0: just like do all those crunches, work on those tan lines and just end up a stale loaf
1: of bread on a slab. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Um and then they find the John Doe corpse and it's got an Allison mask on. <laughs> that is so good. A hey, is just having fun. So like what is
0: Redcoat doing here?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, this
0: is uh is this CC? Is this uh shower? Like I feel like this would be kind of a shower fuck up to like like not realize that she's walking in on
1: the, the it setup. could be shower.
0: It could be Allison. Could be Allie. Yeah, that's true.
1: She's not ready to be caught yet. It's mm-hmm. funny because it's it would not be the second time that Allison's been hanging out in the uh, hospital.
0: It probably is, Allie. That would makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Because if, if the A-team had set up this little prank with the Allie mask, theoretically, none of the other redcoats
1: would have been snooping I, around. I'm going all in on Allison. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it being showered just because uh, you got so close to me so many times. <laughs> it was me, liars, the author of all your pain. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Eddie Lamb has a little heart-to-heart with Spencer about Ren. Doesn't this guy kind of look like Miles Corwin, the corpse? Yeah, I think I it's just a, t- a tiny bit, yeah. We've brought that up, and I think a few people have emailed us in the past asking. Not, but yeah. No. That would be hard fucking core.
0: Oh, by the way, Spencer is reading The Catcher in the Rye right now. The book that he wants to bring her later mm-hmm. is Franny and Zoe, which is hilarious.
1: And not healthy.
0: Well, for for somebody who's in a mental institution to bring them a book about a girl who has a nervous breakdown because someone she loved died. Like, yeah, it's it's hilariously like wrongheaded. And I love it because that's exactly the kind of book Spencer would want to read if she
1: was in a mental institution. I mean, he should be bringing her one float with the cuckoo's nest. No, I'm kidding. Um. Yeah, so they have a little heart-to-heart about Ren, and Eddie Lamb mentions that his instincts told him from the minute Ren got there that it was, wasn't for the right reasons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are the right reasons to show up at a mental institution?
1: Ren's like, oh, forget apps for dating. I found something even better. Um, so we find out Spencer's been saving her pills. That's what she's been doing with her pillow shenanigans, part of her pillow shenanigans. Yep,
0: socking those away to drug a small child with. As you do. Uh, Hannah eventually kind of comes clean with her uh, uncle daddy suspicions and Caleb to his credit pretty much immediately takes her side yeah he's just like that makes sense like he's not there's no like what are you talking about you don't know him or you know Mm -hmm. he's just like yep that sounds correct
1: that checks out with pretty much everything I've gone through with this guy
0: Aria goes to pick up Malcolm from karate class and the lady's just like oh somebody already picked him up Uh, let's see Aria Montgomery uh something wrong? And Ari's just like, no. Can just anybody pick up these
1: fucking kids from Karate Kindergarten?
0: You see in Malcolm's cubby hole there's a flyer for the uh Sk- skiro carnival mm-hmm. uh with the A circled all of that.
1: Well, oh, d- what I really like about this episode is the way they handle this. Where during that Ezra and Arya scene outside where they're you having... You can see them setting it they're up. They're seeing setting yeah. it up. And then later with the Hannah and Caleb scene, you see them taking it down. Mm-hmm. I think that's really... Some good continuity. Yeah, some good continuity. Um, Yeah, the Carnival, the puppet show that they're going to go to is Faust. Oh my God. <laughs> this is
0: like... This episode, this is just PLL at its most insane. Just The idea that you would have a puppet show for Faust, first of all. And then second of all, the idea that in this puppet show for Faust... It's a bunch of like eight and nine year old kids who are laughing their fucking heads off at this puppet show. Like like Faust in the puppet show is the funniest, most entertaining thing
1: they've ever seen. And these are garish puppets. They are terrifying. I mean, this
0: would be like if you were doing a puppet show of like the ninth gate or something, you know, And like and like little children are just laughing their fucking heads off. Like, Fair enough. Yeah.
1: But I mean, even Spencer's got to be sitting there in her black hoodie being like, this is a little on the nose. <laughs> I love that she's eating some of his popcorn in, in gloves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love the foul spit. Arya shows up at the
1: circus later. Do you she- think that this is where they got the idea for Ravenswood? <laughs> just this this whole just look, having fun with this. Just this whole thing right here. There's a fucking plague doctor mask. <laughs> it's been
0: mentioned before by us and I think by other podcasts. I think Ravenswood was always more fun. When it was PLL visiting Ravenswood yeah. as opposed to, like the actual Ravenswood show, I feel like didn't live up to the weirdness yeah. that PLL had established for it. Like the weird like Bioshock shit where like everybody gathers in the graveyard because of the loudspeaker and all that.
1: Which I don't think ever comes up. in Ravenswood. It never.
0: Yeah. On the show, it was like eventually like, like they're just going to high school in Ravenswood and you're like, wait, this is weird.
1: And it's just like an inscrutable guy who runs a, uh, a mortuary, m- mortuary yeah. and drinks red wine.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, Barnaby Collins there. Anyway, Arya runs into her mom. Her mom wants to have a chat about the Ezra Maggie situation. I feel like this almost works to Ella's advantage here because Arya clearly, she doesn't have time to talk about this right now. Yeah, But Ella's getting in all of her talking points. Mm-hmm. And it's this is just going to land somewhere deep in the recesses of Arya's mind. They won't come to the surface until later. But I think uh, Ella planted some seeds here.
1: Later on, when Arya is sleeping in bed, like, nestled up to Pictoonie, I think Elle was going to come in her room, stroke her daughter's hair, and then lean down and casually whisper, "Hello, Hydra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Arya has... Arya, a- you should think about what your mother said. <laughs> she made a lot of good talking points. Maggie is a problem. I was already going to push her down some stairs, Pictoonie. gosh. Um, yeah, as she's, like, frantically searching around the uh, the circus here, there's a lot of near misses of kids who are not Malcolm, and she's like, how many Asian kids can there be here? <laughs> All carrying
0: around these like weird LED lit balloons, yeah. Yeah. Uh meanwhile, Ren runs into he comes back to the hospital and he does the dick move where Eddie Eddie says something like, "Oh, I'm going to go drop this off in like room 217." And Ren <laughs> Ren does the move where he doesn't even look up. He's just like, "What are you doing?" You know or whatever he says, you know, "Where are you like, going with that?" to put the
1: handout before before he even looks.
0: I think he does. Yeah, he's like Busy. yep yep yeah. oh that's dick move yeah puts a hand out before he even looks over i'll take it to her and oh, i love the look that eddie lamb gives ren it's like stop
1: busting my balls man
0: it's just like because he knows he what is he gonna say you know like obviously he can't mouth off to the superior he's just the orderly and so it's just like god damn it
1: <laughs> well also the question i would have if i could speak freely and i was eddie lamb is are you even my boss do you intern here like three days a month what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah, yeah. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> um. Also, I wanted to, I wanted to Renda be like, Ronnie and Zoe. Are you bloody joking? How about a perfect day for banana fish? Um.
0: Back to the carnival. Arya just chasing down kids who are not Malcolm. Oh, oh, and then we get the just Thomas the outfit. Tyler J. Blackburn is Emmy reel here.
1: I think I was really hard on him when we first did this. He's actually he really good been. in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's tearing into Uncle Daddy Jamie. The doors slammed in my face when they didn't want to see me anymore. Is there a bit about
0: cigarette burns? Uh, I can't remember that. Hmm. It's a lot of... Uh, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't no, do two no. voices Go
1: on. Go on. Go <laughs> on.
0: All the proof I need was the door slammed in my face for my foster parents when they didn't want to see
1: me anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was very good. You're anyway. almost there. Uh, and Uncle Daddy's just like, yeah, I can see how you would think that. That's fair.
1: He throws the money in his face. The mom and the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Actually throw water. walk. <laughs> Bet you did a making it rain gesture. <laughs> well, uh, it's you're solid. right. 3 P is lit.
0: <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a point. To Uncle Daddy here, like you don't seem so mad at your mom because she threw this car and these nice clothes and presumably an apartment at you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas me, I don't have a permanent address.
1: Why not? You should by now. Yeah, I mean, you presumably working on this bell for anywhere from three days to six months now.
0: Well, where is he? He's got that little like woodworking setup or whatever. Like they just put that in the back of his truck and move yep. around. Like. Where do
1: you keep your giant saw mm-hmm. when you're not? Working. I mean, also, does a giant barrel of weed like pay the rent somewhere? I mean, probably somewhere. Yeah, in Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia. Is he like staying at that place where the amazing Amy stays and Gone Girl? <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I like that. Uh, uh A slash Spencer said that her name was Alice when she picked up. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good detail. Eventually, Arya finds the, the foul play, finds Malcolm, in there eating some ice cream.
1: Entranced.
0: Entranced, waiting for the next show. Allison brought him here, and they get out of there, and the the little puppet waves at them as they go.
1: I can't tell if it's the the lady puppet or the Mephistopheles puppet. I think it's Mephistopheles. I think it's Mephistopheles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: which, we can only presume that Spencer just pulling the string yeah. behind the curtain, which is great.
1: You can't count on her.
0: Um, That's what Spencer would do. She'd have to wave. So, There's this whole bit where Emily's on the phone with Aria that whole time, and it's going to go to the police, and then she runs into Pam there, just as she gets the text that like false alarm found Malcolm, Mm -hmm. and Pam's just like, what are you doing here? I told you not to... And I guess Emily just doesn't even feel like playing it off, Um, because they're they're in a hustle. Something else is going on right now. Yeah, Some new shit has come to light. Missing persons records are being booted about.
1: A lot of boxes for Pam to carry around.
0: And then we get in my opinion, the greatest scene in the history of PLL.
1: Hmm. Spencer and her her horror movie protagonist nightgown. She's walking. Like she's in the, like she's in the haunting.
0: She's walking alone in the, uh, the abandoned wing. The wind is blowing in her hair. There's like a nice like backlight, like putting this like sheen on the back of her hair as she walks. It's very ghostly.
1: Maddie Ziegler does some backflips in the Mm -hmm. background. (laughs)
0: Um, I mean, we don't necessarily need to go through all the dialogue here, but there's a great shot where... Oh,
1: did you want to do it all?
0: Oh, you can if you want. I don't know. I, I like the shot where she opens up this weird like metal-wired door into this new room, and it's all this like singular shot as the camera pulls back to show that she's in, like the abandoned children's ward, and it just keeps pulling back, keeps pulling back until it pans over, and we get Allie on the other side of the shot looking at a Dionne Warwick album. In kind of like, she's got some braids in her hair to make her look younger, and she's in like pajamas or something like that. Mm. It's just such a great shot,
1: mm-hmm. like a pile of vinyl records, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh yeah, she's just sitting there being Allie. Spencer's losing her mind. and Allie holds up the Dion Warwick album. She says, "Didn't your mother have this?" Your mother, Spencer says. Your mother,
1: yeah. Do oh, you, you, you want to do this? Are you gonna do it all yourself? Or? I, I'll be Allie. I don't have the time in front of me. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you were gonna send it to me.
0: Oh no, it's on my iPad here. I'll no. I'll just run through it. It's not that much dialogue. Okay. Uh Ali well first of all, just the didn't your mother have this your mother, like yeah, what we know now about Mary Drake and whatnot. Mm. That's great. Um Allie says, Really? I must have left it at your house and didn't get back. I left a lot of stuff there. It's it's every line of dialogue she has in this scene is so cryptic and mm. pregnant with meaning, you know is it just being here with sixth grade, the best year ever? Which I, I think I, know, I see where she's coming from there. <laughs> it's like before the hell that is junior high. Junior know? high is rough. Yeah. Um, and then she, let's see, Spencer says, I didn't even know you then. I says, Oh honey. Oh honey. You didn't even know me when you knew me. Which is fucking great. Uh, she puts on the record. I'm your puppet starts playing. She holds out her hand, says, "Come on, give it up, Spence. Let's pretend that you're getting ready for your first boy-girl dance party." And they just like do like the kind of rocking back and forth, junior high type dancing Mm -hmm. as "I'm Your Puppet" plays. Like, just oh, it works on so many levels. That's what I love about this scene so much is that it's operating on so many different levels. Because on the one hand, this you can you can take this as is as the type of scene that Allie and Spencer would have, but then we also know this is all in Spencer's head you know like who who's the puppet here is ally spencer's puppet here or is she Allie's puppet
1: well there's there's a touch of uh, like sexuality to it when mm-hmm. you know like i think will feature into spencer's well, it's psyche like
0: spencer's nemesis but also her best friend you know there's like mm-hmm. that dichotomy in their relationship where they're so antagonistic to each other and yet this is seemingly what she wants from ally at the same time is just to dance with her
1: plus the thin line between love and hate is a big deal with the antagonists on that show, like mm-hmm. Mona and Allison. Um, but it gets even more into when you get into like shadow play and like more of Spencer's imagination about people's interior lives. Or
0: Ali says, "Nobody ever, no one ever tells you that the practice is so much more fun than the real thing.
1: Which, Tulpa theory. Give me an mm-hmm. Emily reference.
0: Sure. Uh, and then Spencer says, was it Toby? Was he the one who gave you that bloody lip? And Allie says, "Toby, oh sweetie, girls fight much dirtier than boys. I'm lucky she didn't leave a scar." And she like kind of touches her mouth, and Spencer touches her mouth too. It's it totally works if this was real and not a dream, you know. And yet, it it's fascinating to me that you're filtering this all through Spencer at the same time.
1: Well, is it like is it like partially, or can it be retconned into saying that Spencer's almost trying to tell herself about? that night with the pills and what happened could be yeah um because i mean spencer has convicted herself at the end of season four before she fucking knows anything about mm-hmm. that night
0: mm-hmm. um anyway yeah like she didn't leave a scar and then spencer says she who and ali's like you stop dancing and spencer's like i don't i don't want to dance Ali's like i'll change the song uh which uh, lots of metaphor there mm-hmm. for sure And Spencer's like, no, I can't, I haven't slept in three days, which I I mean, I guess she's basically like in a haze right now, Mm -hmm. halfway between awake and asleep because she is actually in this room. Just Allie's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Allie's like, come on. Spencer's like, oh, I'm looking for something. The star on Mona's game board. And Allie's like, oh, that it's in there. And she, like, points over to this, like, doorway into the next room. And I I love the way, because the music is still playing, Spencer just kind of, like, shuffles over there. And Allie follows her, but she, like, sachets over there, like, still swinging her hips to the music the whole time. It's, like, a slight detail, but I mm-hmm. love that they kept that there. And then we find, like, another abandoned baby room and this little horse with the star on it, like yeah. a rocking horse. There's a nurse's uh, little... I don't know what are they, like a bonnet or whatever the those hat thing, the old timey
1: thing. nurse hat thing. Yeah. We find uh, Mona's Radley Sanitarium pass for Allie D, and then the visitor guest pass for CC Drake that was authorized by Dr. Wren Kingston. And oh, then just
0: and just like in a rush, like boom, music stops because Wren is there. and He's like, Spencer, what are you doing here?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like that bit in Firefly when uh, she thinks she picks up the branch, but she's actually holding the gun and waving it around, and it's not this magical time. I don't uh, recall that, but sure. The very last episode of Firefly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, uh Ren's there in the dark with her, like freaking out. Um meanwhile, Arya is with like at the the grill and like Ezra's outside the phone and she's freaking out because he's talking to Maggie and she's so terrified about whatever they're, the adults are deciding about Malcolm. I
0: didn't read it as terror personally. Um uh, I, I really like this musical cue, actually. I don't know what the song is, but The intro is just like these like kind of like cello riffs or whatever. Hmm. Um, which I feel like the look on Arya's face here as she was watching this, I think she has like mentally made the decision now that it's over. Like she she hasn't she doesn't get to the point where she breaks up completely with him in this episode. She kind of tries to and it doesn't take. Yeah. But I feel like this is her coming to a realization. Like the thought is cementing in her mind right now. Well she's
1: probably Girding herself with the fact that he's probably going to come in and yell at her. And then when he comes in and basically says, I don't don't read that at all. Well, I mean, I think she's made up her decision, but I think when he comes in, he's just like, You are Malcolm's hero. Like, it's almost like it makes it worse for her Um, because that's like she was so, like, had no control over the situation whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I guess I just, I'm not reading fear from her at all here. I think it's um, like, uh, I don't know if regret would quite be the right word, but it's there's like a finality here where it's like she's already mourning the loss of this relationship that hasn't ended yet.
1: I think she's still ruminating over the the powerlessness that she's had this night. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see that at all but um so Ezra doesn't quite get it as she tries to I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah he's he's completely oh, just walk it off. There's something
1: <laughs> There's something extra funny about uh, when she wants to go and he's like, well, let me just get a waitress over here.
0: Oh yeah. Cause she's like, no, no, I'm going to walk I'm gonna get some air. Like that, that to me says like, she needs to do some heavy thinking, even though she already knows the answer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's completely clueless to all this. Like he, he does, they don't get the big breakup cry scene until the next episode, but it's essentially over right here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even get the sense that he realizes that he's like dodged a bullet or, kick the can down the road or anything as she walks away it's like i think he's legitimately clueless Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: um so we find out from Ren that Cece was desperate to see mona to help her with the psychic wounds inflicted by allison i love the way ren says that yeah psychic wounds (laughs) um supposedly melissa had told Cece that mona was in radley we know this was not true um and and He talks about the whole story from Allie pulling something at a party which got Cece kicked out of college, which, again, I'm pretty sure it's
0: not true. Well, I mean, if you fudge the timeline a little, you say that not long after Mona got checked in, say, like, May to Mm June-ish, Cece got out and was then living with a roommate for a few months and told the roommate, obviously told Rand, like, that was, like, her, her cover story was that she was mad at Allie for this uh, whole bit with you pen that like never actually happened the way she said it did, you know, or other she devils ish.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A lot of ish. Yeah. It could be explained away by somebody in a dream. Um, so Pam will eventually tell Emily that another body's been found in the park. She takes her phone. Yeah.
0: takes her phone. She's like, I don't trust you. I'm taking your phone. So you can't
1: tell your friends. I don't want you to Snapchat this anyone. Uh, lots of trauma done to the body. Um, There's there's a lot of dead people that's that's been involved in Mona schemes (laughs) like this season. It's going to take
0: a while to get an ID on the body because there's so much trauma done to it. Well, I
1: like that later on they were like, where did they find the body? Oh, exactly where Spencer said it would be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, why didn't we look there first?
0: (laughs) We get this bit with uh, Caleb and Hannah kind of reminiscing after he told off his uncle daddy.
1: As the circus is leaving town.
0: Um. Where he goes up to, like, they they say, hey, let's road trip together and instead of you and your dad. He gets up to go, I don't know, pay a bill or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and then she gets the A-text as, yes. as a bell is tolling. Yes. Oh, let me get to the exact A-text here. Uh, hear that? It's the sound of your mistake. You want the bell back? Give, Give me, me a, a ring. ring. <laughs> hey. And I like how she's just holding the phone, like, she's just holding it in front of her. He walks up behind her and like is looking over her shoulder reads the text and I feel like both of them are just like son of a bitch (laughs) oh a magnificent bastard like how that was such a long con yeah why it was like I'm going to plant a doubt about uncle daddy like four episodes ago just to eventually pay it off with this whole bell shenanigans
1: also the logistics of moving a bell that thing's tons you gotta melt it down.
0: Arya knows what's up. Pictunia told her. Uh <laughs> later on, Hannah meets with the uh, Arya there, and Aria's just like, Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Caleb's like off trying to track his dad down. <laughs> like, what do you even say at that point? Hey, that was wrong. Hey,
1: <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we cool.
0: I think they they're cool after they do the uh the Bro Hug backslap.
1: Oh, oh lots of that? Yeah. 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 Just one of those. Just oh, just one. one? Yeah. Like a solo? Then they're
0: cool, yeah. Hmm. Maybe two pets. Whoa. Yeah. And then they're good. And then Emily shows up to let them know that there was another body that might be Toby because it was in exactly the place Spencer said it would be. <laughs> and we go back to Rally, We see Spencer's hidden her pills. She pulls out an A hoodie and opens it up. And we hear in the dialogue Mona saying, oh, and the uh, the foul tickets as well are in there. Mona saying, look at what's happened to you, you know, since you turned down my offer. And Spencer says, You don't have to ask me again, Mona. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Boom. A tag. We see this other body getting rolled in with the 901 for your last tattoo, only it's fading. It's rubbing off. Rubbing off. I mean, Um, where did they find the body? Right where
1: Spencer said it would be?
0: No, I mean, where did Mona and Cece and Toby find the body to use in this elaborate
1: prank? All right, Mona, here I am. I will work with you. What is your plan? First, we need some corpses. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Um, which
0: you want a body? I can get you a body yeah. by three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> with nail polish with but a tattoo.
1: Why tease us that Toby might actually be dead only to say that he's probably still alive three minutes later? Let us enjoy this, yeah. yeah at least I 7:10, wonder. they gave us like mm-hmm. you know, like months. I mean,
0: I guess they could have had it not fading and then just be a big surprise. I don't know, maybe I guess it would have been too hard to communicate. What was going on there? You'd oh, be I like, what about you, the other
1: body with the tattoo? Once you have that visual, how do you then work a scene to the next episode where Hannah's just like, let me touch his corpse's like, like hip? Oh, hey, it rubbed off. Yeah, that would be
0: tough to explain if he didn't show there that it was rubbing off. Because uh, obviously, Toby's going to come back in the next episode and him and Spencer are going to like slow fuck to some Lana Del Rey. As you do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was 323 featuring my favorite scene from the show we've been talking for a long time Mm -hmm. uh let's see i do believe we got some feedback to cover though do you have anything first
1: um no
0: nothing at all. although
1: jamie asks what uh what android podcast apps there are uh i don't know um yeah he said podbean looks like it's not not up to date
0: podbean is stupid um i think i think you should get an iphone but um I believe there's an app called Forgo Pocket that healthcare or Pocket get Cast. An iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why people use Android, but I have my biases. Um, I, I think there's something called Pocket or Pocket Cast or something like that. Um, I don't, I mean, I know Overcast is not an Android. I don't think Castro is either. I use Castro that, right now. Do you, do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, yeah. Um, Google might have a podcast app by now, I think. Google play does podcasts now. I don't know. I'll look into that. I don't know if we need to do anything to get on there or if they just have like a crawler that will find you. Um, so I'll look into it. If, it, as long as it's not something like stitcher where they're going to like run ads in front of it, I suppose we can put ourselves on there. Hmm. But yeah, I would I would stick with the pocket. I, I'm pretty sure it does podcasts or see if Google has their own like first party app that does it or, or get an iPhone. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All sound choices
0: yeah uh, Meg left a comment on our web zone where she says um further evidence for the theory uh and it happened that night when Arya's having that panic attack I and mean, she says she sees a like uh if Arya is a, then she opens the door to the stall and sees herself in a mirror, yes. and it like causes her to like like black out or something. Yes. I like the idea of that um and that's what that's what made her like sit on the floor
1: Meg, that's fantastic that
0: is fantastic, yeah. I like the idea of like Arya has to be careful about mirrors when she's a,
1: which I think I always bring up mm-hmm. that with just to kill. That's the that's the thing in just to kill.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Meg. If you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at broswatchpl2. Our website page is broswatchpl2.com. If you'd like to kind of submit feedback for either the stuff we've talked about or the future episodes we're going to be talking about, send it to us. Uh, broswatchpl2 at gmail.com
1: and especially since we're doing a roundtable with all things PLL
0: yeah hit us up for that as well uh, we're going to be doing a roundtable with all things PLL in two weeks. a couple weeks now yeah. two weeks about so questions for that I mean I guess we should we should probably say if you have feedback for one of these rewatch episodes like indicate that in your email just mm-hmm. so we don't want to double dip
1: we've got a couple questions for the roundtable mm-hmm. but I'm not obviously going to bring them up right now Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also,
0: if if you want it for the roundtable, I guess put something in your email to let you know, let us know.
1: When you're podcasting, what pharmaceuticals do you use? Let us know.
0: I still think meth is the way to go. You get the uh, the blue stuff from Breaking Bad
1: because nothing's ever gone wrong for people on meth. And eh, just a little.
0: Oh, because cocaine, of course, is a completely healthy drug.
1: A glamorous, glamorous drug.
0: Every five minutes, people just hear us being like. <laughs> anyway you edit that out you get a good engineer I mean not like that's we're talking a lot about, of work you know I don't, I don't like talking about heroin I don't like to do a lot of editing on these podcasts so
1: so no cocaine live to tape that's that's my mode I think the problem is that the bass takes away from our vocals that's what mm-hmm. your issue is yeah <laughs> anyhow I feel like
0: there's one more oh we need to figure out what we're watching next that's what else we're getting oh yeah so we're so, going to be moving into season four
1: so obviously we're just going to do the hoedown right no
0: <laughs> oh you know that can be one of the episodes i'm sure bring down the hoe
1: Uh let me look at season four real quick this is the best part when we just mm-hmm. scroll yeah it's good radio um uh facetime
0: is that the one where they're oh, breaking the
1: masks cats Cradle and facetime are both really good um you don't want to do A.S. for Alive when they look at Wilden's corpse in the, the casket, and then Jack's dad comes in and tells them this is the place they all made together. That's um, also the first Black Widow, right? I believe so. Yeah, at the end. Um, do we need to go into Crash and Burn Girl again? I feel like, oh we, I feel like, I, I
0: feel like we did cover that one pretty well. I think we yeah. did that one big. The uh, mirror has. Have we? Did, do we do the mirror has three faces? Well, we did it at least one time. Yeah, I know, but I don't, we haven't done a rewatch of season four at all.
1: No, we haven't.
0: Okay, well, let me, let me hit you up with this then. Um, episode, episode 401, is for live. Mm-hmm. FaceTime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At 404. Uh, and then we We jump right to the end. We're going to skip a lot of Toby plotting here. Uh, oh, Mirror no. has three faces, 410, and then bring down the hoe, 411.
1: So not Now You See Me, Now You Don't. Uh, no.
0: I don't think, we, I feel like we covered that one pretty well.
1: Where Arya kicks Cece in the face mm-hmm. and Emily is tied to a thing. Yeah. Song. Which uh, uh, I believe. Because I'm
0: pretty sure we've, we've asked lots of questions in our interviews about that episode. So I feel like we've, we've covered it a fair Oh, long. I remember Norbert gave us a hard yeah.
1: time because we didn't ask, how was she tied? <laughs> um...
0: I don't know. What do you think about that? Anything else you want to put in there?
1: Uh, so what was it you said? Oh, oh one, four, oh four, four, uh, or I'm sorry. One,
0: four, 10 and 11. Yeah, I can do it. All right. So that's what we're watching next week. We're going to watch a is for live FaceTime. The mirror has three faces and bring down the hoe one, four, 10 and 11. Good times. Write that down. Anyway, if you're still listening to this, congratulations. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hit us up if you have any feedback and we'll be back next week to talk about season four a and also if you have any questions for our roundtable with all things pll send us some questions to our gmail as well for that mm-hmm. until then bye-bye to loop